If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. development of full artificial intelligence will spell the end of the human race. It's a flying object and we don't know what it is. I would hope somebody is checking it out. I'm glad the Pentagon is looking at this because if it poses a threat, I want them on top of it. Well, the craft generates its own gravitational field. The internet has become the command center for criminals and terrorists. That's that's what we're instructed to say. Roswell, Area 51, alien kept deep under the ground. Troubled Minds Radio. I am your host, Michael Strange. I am here with your co-host, Frank Pierce. And we would like to say hello to all of you who might also have troubled minds. 
per usual, we are recording this show live. So if you'd like to be part of the show, the number to call is 702-957-1037. Or you can click the Discord link in the Facebook stream and comment, be part of the show that way. All right, here we are. As you guys know, we started this show for a number of reasons. Mostly because we loathe how the government and academia and major corporations try and tell us what to think. They try and tell us who to be. They try and basically manipulate our minds. They don't want us to think our own personal thoughts. They want us to believe that the thoughts we have inside of our brains are original, but they come from the corrupt media. You guys know who they are. I don't need to name them, but you guys know. So we made this show because we, uh, we, we think we need a safe space from all, from all of their BS, let's say. Is that a good way to put it, maybe? Maybe not. But uh, I think I'm poking a little fun, but uh, you guys get the picture. A uh, couple shout-outs here. Uh, we, got, we got stuff to get to, per usual, but... Uh, um, appreciate all the support. We got a lot of people in here right now. Uh, Ernie, Russell, Fred, Chad, Christopher, Kelly. Uh, let's see, who did I miss? Marty, Theo. Appreciate it, guys. Um, having you guys here makes this a lot easier and uh, a lot more fun, that's for sure. But um, so if you're new, what we're going to do is we'll get to some news and uh, kind of give some people uh, time to catch up to what we're doing, and then we'll get to the topic. And the topic today, that's right, UFO hotspots. So uh, all kinds of wacky stuff all over this, this crazy world. So we're going to talk about some of that and some of the crazy things that happen in these spots. But uh, before we get there, before we do that, you know, there's important details. And one of the most important details is this. Ladies and gentlemen, your co-host, Frank Pierce. Hey everybody, Frank Pierce here again, and yeah, we're doing it, delving slowly into the topics, becoming more mad as we go, starting to see conspiracy theories everywhere we look, starting to put together the truth, or maybe we're just going insane, I don't know, maybe they're the same thing, it depends on your output, on your outlook. Anyway, so that's what we do on the show. We pick a topic, a couple of topics every week, and we delve into them. We start to look at the pieces, put it together, try to take the stories from all sorts of different sides, look at the history, look at the current day information, look at the wild theories, look at the mainstream perspective, and try to really piece together what we think about these things. And of course, a lot of ranting and raving about stuff along the way. So that's our show, and that's what we're doing i think we got a good topic today to cover but let's get into some news first i think all right let's do some news so um yeah the there's a lot of a lot of good news where uh maybe it's because we were away for a little while but uh i keep looking through the news and going oh wow we should talk about that and that and that and that so i don't know if um you know unplugging for a little while like frank was talking about is uh has made me enthusiastic again or if um i don't know maybe i'm just dumb <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Frank? Are you feeling the same way? 
Yeah, you know, we uh, we took a vacation a couple weeks back, or week week and a half back, and we were away. We weren't looking at any of the news, and coming back to it, I don't know. It's it's different. You're not so used to it, and you start to see good things, but then you start to see the same bad trends all over again. And I think it's easy to get sucked down into that rabbit hole of negativity that they keep pushing over and over and over again. But now that we've taken a step back for a while, we can see the positive things too. So, yeah, I think I agree with you. Okay. Okay. Hey, we agree. Fantastic. All right. Hey, a couple more shout outs. We got Richie and Jay. Thanks for showing up, guys. Um, Kelly said shared. Appreciate that. Christopher also shared. Um, remember, guys, that stuff helps. So if uh, you can share, pass the word. Uh, we get more people in here, more people commenting, more people hopefully calling in and um, make the show better for all of us. So that's uh, the name of the game. Uh, I also put in the uh, the, the chat there, our uh, minds.com, um, Troubled Minds Radio. So if you guys aren't familiar with Minds, it's supposedly a uh, completely uncensored kind of Facebook thing. So um, if you want to help us spread the word, uh, Click the uh, little referral link there, and what happens is if uh, is if you you sign up an account with that referral link, we get tokens, and then we can uh, basically boost our posts further for further reach or whatever. So there's a cheap, easy, or free, not even cheap, free, a free way for you guys to help us out if you want to do that. So anyway, um, uh, all right, so we got uh, we got some news. How about um, I just wanted to jump in there for a second though and say we've seen some censorship here on Facebook just recently. We've seen comments being censored or outright blocked in the chat, and they're removing tags and all sorts of things. So this kind of topic, this kind of discussion, is not very Facebook friendly, and it's only going to get worse as time goes on. So moving to these more open platforms, I think, is the way to go. Yeah, so we're going to try and do that. So what we'll do in the future is all these news articles will go on minds.com. So if you want to see that stuff, it'll be there uh, to keep us active on that side. We'll do the live streams here. And uh, if you want to see the uh, the information on the website uh, for the the episodes like we're doing right now, uh, that'll be on troubledvines.org. So trying to spread it out a little bit and uh, get in some of the good spots. But anyway, anyway, okay, on to the news. So we got, um, how about, want to start with the, T, the TMZ there? <laughs> What, what TMZ. TMZ is the only real news in the world. If you think about it, TMZ is always accurate. You know, they're just showing you stuff about celebrities. They don't really make anything up. They just take a picture and they write a short article and that's it. And of course, it's sensational because it's about celebrities. But it's kind of like the only real news in the world anymore. There's no opinions. Anyway, <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. With that aside, so... I thought this was pretty interesting, I saw it today. So Post Malone was messing with an evil spirit on video, and now he's cursed, apparently. So I thought this is interesting. Let's look into this. So Post Malone, the musician, uh, he was hanging out with this guy, Zach Baggins, who's this ghost adventure star. And he was uh, they were playing around with the world's most haunted object, so the Dibuk box, or Dibuk box. Uh, it's a Yiddish name. I can't pronounce it properly. But they're playing around. They took the uh, glass protective casing off it, and they started, you know, fooling around with it, opening it up. And then they got really freaked out, and they had to run out of the room. So I think there's a video. Why don't we play that? All right. Let's play this video. Okay. Let's play this video. There we go. Okay. So it uh, looks like there's a uh, there's no sound. Can I mute it? No, there's probably not sound. It's probably... Uh, security camera type thing but anyway they have this kind of ghost museum this uh, ghost adventure star has the ghost museum of all these 
strange haunted objects and they're playing around with this box and the one guy the post Malone, he gets really freaked out by it and they have to leave the room the video isn't all that entertaining well gee thanks <laughs> i was well, expecting just to, 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 show, to show you that uh that uh you know he has this museum he, he gets freaked out and he runs out of the room anyway what i'm just going to keep talking as that video plays but what happens next is actually fairly interesting so this box is known to be cursed there's known to be ghosts associated with it and now this singer guy he says he's cursed so he's behind us he's had a string of death divine incidents lately so his plane had to have an emergency landing at a car crash and then he also had a home invasion so all these things following playing around with this box and of course it could just be bad luck but i thought this was an interesting story to go into definitely so uh the guy's actually cursed oh here's a here's a better picture of the the dybbuk box here it does look kind of scary looks old um Okay, so anyway, Zach believes it's absolutely what's behind uh, his string of death-defying incidents, including the emergency landing, the scary car crash, and the home invasion. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay, yeah, That's like a, a huge amount of coincidences in such a short time. And yeah, again, this, this could be complete nonsense, but I think it's fairly interesting that they have these things, they have a big history to them, a bunch of terrible incidents and accidents that are associated with them, and then he goes and he's, you know, probably fooling around with it with his buddy there. And all of a sudden, plane, plane emergency landing, car crash, home invasion. Like, those are the type of stories you would expect to hear. But for some reason nowadays, we don't believe it when we hear it now. You know what I mean? It's, it's almost like, had this happened 20 years ago, then, yeah, that box is cursed for sure. But, you know, now that it's happening today to a celebrity, we almost don't believe it for some reason. Well, it's uh, if it's not on Reddit, then it didn't happen, right? It didn't exist. Something like that. That's how the internet works these days. Uh, yeah, okay, so uh, we got a couple comments here. Um, Brad says, uh, paint everything white and uh, lose the greenhouse effect. Yep, perfect. We'll get to that one of these shows. Um, and then uh, Travis wants to know why the observation tel telescopes got shut down. Um, we're going to get there. We got that in one of the news here. Uh, I'll jump to something else real quick. And... Uh, and uh, Carlos says it's the power of the mind, and Fred wants to know where the Kardashians are. Don't worry, we got we we will not fail you on the Kardashians. Uh, anything else on this one, Frank? I'm going to jump to William Shatner real quick. Yeah, go for it. Uh, All I, right. I, I was trying. I know you didn't like that one. I could tell, but let's keep going. Nah, well, you're probably not going to like this one. Okay, so uh, as reported by Space.com, everybody knows uh, William Shatner of um, original Star Trek fame and uh, other shenanigans and hilarity. Um, but apparently when he was in, um, the first few seasons of Star Trek, so he was, this was, uh, discussed on a podcast, um, recently and Mr. Shatner actually lived in his car, uh, his truck. He, I had a truck. I put a cab on the back of the truck, took my dog and I drove across the country. I toured these 13 weeks, lived in the back of the thing. And so, uh, it was so, um, the first three seasons of Star Trek were so, um, not successful. He said they got canceled every year. And um, uh, <laughs> and then something something miraculously brought them back and kept them on, and then of course it exploded. But um, yeah, anyway, I thought that was pretty funny. William Shatner living in his car the first three years of Star Trek, the first three seasons, and uh, you know the famous Captain Kirk. And so he said he uh, went went around the country and was doing kind of like stand up bits and pretty much any work he could, he could get. So funny. 
funny, funny. I thought it was good. That anyway, a character. I don't know if you've ever seen him, but he's he acts absolutely outrageous. So I can see him, you know, driving around the country, playing the hobo lifestyle, because like, he gives the most fabulously overdone interviews and good actor. Yeah, he's funny. He's very funny. Like uh, anything you see him on, even those goofy commercials he does, he does. He's still very funny. Okay, uh, so let's uh, should we move on to the um, the uh, the sun, the solar observatory? What do you got there, Frank? Yeah, those were those are both horrible news stories. Let's go into something interesting. So they put out a statement about the solar observatory. So let's recap. This uh, Sacramento, New Mexico sunspot solar observatory was shut down by the FBI. They had Blackhawk helicopters. They evacuated the whole facility, including the outbuildings and the residents that also lived there because it was kind of remote. And all the employees evacuated. And then, you know, true to form, the FBI would not give any information. They would not tell anyone why uh, they were evacuating, why all this was happening. And of course, the conspiracy engine starts rolling, starts gearing up, and all of a sudden, it's aliens. It's deadly radiation from the sun. You know, it's a government takeover, it's the end of the world, all this kind of stuff. Now, all of that could still be true, but they put out a statement, finally, saying why this was shut down. So what actually happened? And let me read it. So uh, I opened that Aura Astronomy Org page. So Aura has been cooperating with an ongoing law enforcement investigation of criminal activity that occurred at Sacramento Peak. During this time, we came concerned that a suspect in the investigation potentially posed a threat to the safety of local staff and residents. For this reason, Aura temporarily vacated the facility and ceased all science activities at the location. And so they say it was based on uh, logistical challenges, so they were in such a remote area that they didn't want to bring uh, you know, law enforcement up there, so they just told them all to leave. But, so there's a little more information. Uh, it still doesn't explain anything, not really. Uh, there's so much strange sun activity and there's other observatories that you know are having their cameras shut down or shut down entirely and there's this conflux of events that was happening all at the same time and now they're just saying that there was some I don't know if I read into this some crazy guy in the woods with a gun is essentially the story we're getting told yeah um, we talked about on the last show we did um about some of the the possible things that were there were hacks possible or um interesting that the uh the men in black showed up with uh you know black hawk helicopters and the whole deal that uh that, that doesn't seem in line with um you know a a dangerous person right is that what we're talking about here that's the what that's what the statement says it's some kind of dangerous person that was putting the employees at risk that's right yeah, some kind of criminal activity and they couldn't um, protect the residents because they kind of live on site to do their science work. Uh, yeah, it doesn't say a person, but, you know, reading into it seems like some kind of violent person or persons in the area. Uh, who knows what, though, of course. Of course, they just can't explain the entire thing. That would be too easy, right? But criminal activity is the answer we're being given, which nice. could include, you know, Chinese hacking and all this kind of stuff, but we don't really know. Yeah, so I was looking at some of this over over the weekend here, and um, this guy named Tyler Rogaway, uh, he's like a, specializes in um, um, military planes and stuff like that. You can follow him on Twitter. Uh, pretty interesting guy, but uh, I guess he went out there and 
just uh, did did like a video vlog type thing and strolled right up to the uh, the observatory. So there was nobody there guarding it. It was just evacuated. Um, and I guess there was like a, a drone flying in the sky, just kind of uh, hovering like up, up over the uh, the grounds there. And he didn't know who was controlling it. But uh, yeah, that's uh, I saw some of some, some of that and was like. If it's so dangerous, then how was he able to just walk up there? And, you know, the doors were locked, of course, but, like, he could literally walk on the facility and see what was going on. And, yeah, I, I didn't grab that footage because it, it, it it's not very interesting in, in itself because he just kind of walks around like this empty place. But uh, it is interesting that he's able to get up there if there's some kind of, you know, actual danger happening. I mean, you'd think that they'd stop that somehow, right? And then uh, don't forget, it, when we first reported this, the... Uh, the local police had no idea what was going on either. So it was like the feds swooped in, they shut this down, they evacuated, and then we ended up with questions. That's all we had. And uh, this is the statement now that there's some kind of criminal activity. Okay. Well. <laughs> it, it's still... Again, I wish we had. I wish we had more information. It's just a complete stonewall. You know, this the government, the FBI, and the police force should work for the people. And you know, if we want answers to these questions. We should get it. We'll, we'll never get it. We'll never get an explanation of what's going on here. It's, no. It's just never going to happen. Yeah. The, the uh, again, transparency. So uh, I, I flipped to the next one, the uh, the CNET, Alien, Sadly Not to Blame for Closure of New Mexico <laughs> Solar Observatory. Yeah, uh, let, let me rant on this one because okay, I want to okay. rant on this All right. for a bit. Quick this comment from the fake news media. Go, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah, go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. We'll get Kelly after. Okay. Oh, I thought you had a comment. Uh, yeah. So aliens, sadly, not to blame. So this is the fake news media at work, right? They have to make everything seem so absurd and so ridiculous that it's unbelievable to anyone. So, of course, they shut this thing down. It's very suspicious. There's no transparency, no explanations, nothing whatsoever. And the investigation, like the, what is it, the fourth estate, the fifth estate, the media should be, hey, we want the reasons this was shut down. We're going to investigate and we're going to find out for you, the people, why this was shut down, right? That's what the media should be doing. They should be holding the government and law enforcement accountable and giving people information on what they're curious about. That is the job of the media. But here, it's almost like a slap in the face. Aliens, sadly, not to blame. Well, okay, thank you very much for that. So, you know, people have their theories because the media is not doing their job. And then the media comes along and says, hey, you, slave, listen up. Aliens are not to blame here. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking, but it's not aliens. Well, thank you very much. How about you do your damn job and you go and you ask questions? So the FBI has not responded to a statement for further information. Um, the police are also not giving more information. Well, they have all these anonymous sources all the time. CNN seems to be pretty good at that, anonymous sources. Well, how about we get some anonymous sources that give us information on what's going on here? instead of making the whole thing seem absolutely ridiculous aliens are not to blame well okay what about sun activity what about hacking what about all these other theories that came out no no they just want to kind of laugh at the at the plebs that the plebs trying to figure out what's going on in the world don't worry about it you just listen and believe and that's it anyway rent over yeah so uh kelly says the F that fbi statement is a lie and a cover-up there have been numerous sites closed as well yeah, we talked about that when we first reported this. Um, it seems like the a lot of different solar observatories. We had a list, right? I, I wasn't sure where you found that list, Frank, but uh, I was trying to find it again for for Reddit there. But uh, 
Uh, anyway, uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's curious. It's definitely curious and suspicious and all of those things. So if it's a you know the the initial story was there, it was mercury poisoning or some something to that effect, and so they had to evacuate. But why would uh, you know men in black and uh, black helicopters um, <laughs> have have anything to do with that? Um, I don't know. It's uh, again suspicious. And one more time, you know, like all they have to do is tell us what happened. That's all they have to do is tell us. That's it. It's not that hard. You tell us, but everything is falling under this national security umbrella to where they think they don't have to tell us anymore. And so what do we do? We speculate. We ask questions. We wonder why we can't get information from the government. And here we are, in the dark, in our own country that we pay taxes in, and we don't know what the hell happened. It just, yeah, it makes me mad, of course. Yeah, and am I wrong about my theory here? Like, the, the media should be asking the question. They should be getting to the bottom of this. But they're just insulting us instead with this stupid fucking headline. Excuse my language. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, and then uh, Kelly says, because there is no real journalism anymore. Like, real. Real, real. Capitalized, real. And you're, and you're right. It's, uh, you know, you just spin through all the news and it's all it's all BS. It's all half-assed, uh, poorly written stuff with uh, terrible clickbait titles and... Uh, uh, I, I keep finding things, which is so bizarre. It's uh, th- they're the articles or the uh, the title is fine, but then you start reading the article and it's like English. It's just not. It's not. It's not. It's it's like it wasn't proofread or it was written by. I I, I just don't know. I, like I don't know what's going on. It's like uh, is this some kind of um you know information mill like data dumping like we were talking about a long time ago? Uh, maybe I I just don't know. But but how do you put out an article? And it's it's not even edited to where it's like a, you know coherent and they're leave it's like a, they they add the the twice and you know they leave out commas and periods and it's just just poorly written I just I just don't understand it's a, you know it's not about the article anymore it's about the uh, the picture and the title and that's it and uh, I, that's what they expect from I guess this generation and what they expect from us from now on to not even dig into the article and find out what's in it they just want us to. Uh, you know, cruise over the headline and look at the pictures, and it becomes part of our our narrative, part of our reality. It, it yeah, it doesn't make sense. Anyway, so we're going to keep an eye on this, and uh, and if anything changes or anything happens, we'll report it in the next shows or whatever. But uh, yeah, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, there's no no accountability uh, to any of this, and of course, it's the race. I think the reason you're we see such shoddy journalism is because they make no money these uh, media companies you know they have to be bailed out by corporations and government first of all and second of all so they can't hire editors and whatnot but second of all it's the race to be first they have to get the clicks first they have to make a sensational headline and they they can't afford the time to actually do the research because they literally cannot afford it so we just have shit and i guess the internet i, I don't know what the solution to this is but yeah i have no idea but i would like the media of the days gone by where Instead of a shitty headline like this, they would actually go and ask the FBI, hey, what's up? Or ask the Sunspot, uh, you know, what kind of criminal was lurking in the woods? Or, you know, any information is good information, but we get so little of it. Yeah, I uh, was looking on Reddit a little bit, too. Uh, it's a bad habit of mine. Don't don't judge me, please. But um, uh, there was supposedly a an employee of the, the Sunspot um, Observatory that uh, came on Reddit, right? Like, oh, you're right. Wink, wink, right? Um, and then said, you know, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Blah, blah, blah. It's nothing conspiracy wise, blah, blah, blah. 
But, uh, you know, again, that could, that could literally be anybody. It's an anonymous platform. Come on. But anyway, anyway. Uh, so uh, <laughs> Kelly says, uh, number one rule of survival, never trust the government. Okay. I'm probably not going to argue with you on that one. And Tim says uh, they want to dumb us down. And I think that's it. That's, a you know, a big part of it is, uh, you know, the Kardashians, right? That's um, more important what uh, what Kim said to I don't even know what her sisters are named to her sister that, uh, you know, we should care about that. I just, bah. anyway, we've got Kardashians. Isn't, to get to that the, isn't that the scary part though, is maybe they, he said they want to dumb us down. Well, maybe they've succeeded already and it's just a few holdouts left and then it's the end, right? It's already happened. We've already been dumbed down. How scary is that? <laughs> Speak for yourself, buddy. <laughs> Speak for yourself. Oh, snap. Okay, we're going to get to the Kardashians because uh, uh, we got the Daily Mail coming up. Uh, so, okay, so we're moving on from Sunspot and uh, the solar observatories. But like I said, we will keep an eye on this and uh, and not let them get away with it. So, okay, uh, as reported by the DailyMail.co.uk, which is our favorite, um, uh, what was it, United Kingdom tabloid, um, we have, what is this? Um, wait a minute, wait a minute. I see Beyonce. I see Kanye West. Oh, oh yeah, let's scroll. We'll do the Kardashian check. News. Kardashian check. Okay, scrolling down, scrolling down. I don't see any Kardashians. Oh, snap. There's a Kardashian. Okay, this is fake news. Okay, well, we're going to do this anyway. So uh, there was that hole that, that popped in the uh, the International Space Station. You guys remember that? We talked about that uh, a couple shows ago, I think. And... Um, it's a uh, it it was you know it was one of those things that got blamed on the Russians initially I think uh, that was one of the articles that we pulled up and we were laughing of course you know the Russians of course they did it I mean you know they've done everything else literally so of course the Russians you know they popped a hole in this thing but uh so as reported by the Daily Mail here um, the headline is sabotage aboard uh, sabotage aboard the International Space Station question mark more evidence of drilling has been found in the docked Soyuz spacecraft. Russia claims. So now uh, Russia's fighting back with some fake news of their own. Or I don't know if it's fake or legit or what. But um, you scroll down and look, and it looks like there's uh, actual pictures of drilling, like uh, something happening, like maybe, maybe, maybe actual sabotage on the space station. I don't know. But this is a Russian a Russian astronaut Sergei Pro Prokopyev. I'm terrible Russian. Um, showed the original drilled hole during a video released by the space agency. Uh, the Russian space agency. I'm not going to read that name, but um, yeah, you guys get the point. So, uh, um, so now Russia's saying it wasn't us, but uh, somebody's trying to sabotage it and make it look like it us. I I don't know. I don't know. What well, do you, you think? You can see right? you can see the image where the drill has skated along the surface. You know, you got to punch in so the drill centers and stays put, or else it'll kind of slide along the surface. And you can see that here if you show that image is. You know, they got the white metal, uh, for anyone listening only, they have the white metal of the space station. There's a hole, but next to the hole, there's like a scraping of the metal where the drill has kind of skated along the surface before it bit in. So it was definitely a drill. You can you can definitely tell. It wasn't a micrometeorite. That was the first story they came out with. This micrometeorite hit the space station. Well, if it hit the space station, there should be two holes because it goes in and then it has to come out, right? Anyway. Yeah, this is definitely a drill. You can see by the picture. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. 
Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wait, wait, wait. I'm confused. No, no. I'm distracted. Right here on the right, it says, uh, Penelope Cruz dazzles an elegant one-shoulder gown as she... Oh, oh I'm sorry. got to you. I'm it sorry. got to you. I'm sorry. Okay, moving on. I got I to gotta close this. Okay, we're, we're not going to do news anymore because I get distracted too easily. All right, so uh, moving on to the topic, guys. We got um, UFO hotspots. So if, um, if anybody is uh, out there lives near a UFO hotspot, uh, let us know. Get on the show, uh, 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. We'd like to talk to you about it. If uh, you see some things that uh, uh, regularly, or even if you've seen something once and heard people around the area talking about some weird things happening, that's what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about particular areas that get anomalous activity, and it continues to happen. So uh, if you guys know anything about that or live near it, we want to hear all about it. So we're going we're gonna to do some of these things. Because we uh, we picked out maybe half a dozen, um, we're gonna go through. But uh, yeah, there we go. We'd we'd rather hear about what you guys have seen if you live near some of these things. So uh, I'm gonna re- read an intro here, and then we'll uh, we'll jump into some of these spots. But uh, okay, so uh, this is reported by WiseGeek.com. So uh, here we go. UFO hotspots are specific locations where numerous UFO sightings have taken place. People uh, who would like an opportunity to see a UFO can visit a UFO hotspot for the best chance of success. A hotspot is often a place to socialize with other paranormal enthusiasts when you look for unidentified flying objects. There you go. There's all the, uh, there's all the, the key words packed into that first, first paragraph. That's pretty good, right? Well, maybe Google likes it. I found it, so maybe it wasn't Google, though. So, Okay, but anyway... Uh, AKA a translation of that is that it's a good place to go to get put on a list by the government. That's what it seems to me. Yeah, or or hang out in the uh, Troubled Minds radio chat. That that'll do it too. <laughs> Apparently, uh, let us know if you guys get uh, get harassed. <laughs> we want to know. Um, okay, so uh, UFO hotspots exist all around the world. Uh, UFO reports can come from at- Aboriginal people from the Australian outback to urban dwellers in the heart of Mexico City. And uh, we've looked at some of these and seen that it happens all over the world, and it's happened uh, pretty much all through history. So it's not one of those things that's uh, it's just now. It's been, uh, it's been go- ongoing. Uh, okay, and then uh, and while most UFO sightings can be quickly explained by modern science, they say, 
a few verifiable incidents are too mysterious to dismiss. And I think more than that, uh, this is, a, of course, a more mainstream media source. And a quick quick uh, comment from Malik says, uh, the world is not ready for the truth if it's aliens or anything. And uh, I agree with you there. Um, it's, uh, I'm not... I don't. I don't agree that the world isn't ready. I think. I think the world is more ready than the government uh, expects us to be. Uh, I think they underestimate the population. I think they under, they underestimate us, and uh, they kind of just want us to believe that they they are in control. And if they're not, then we lose trust in them, which is to them the biggest the biggest insult of all. And they they can't let it happen, right? You with me there, Frank? Does that make sense? No, I'm actually not, because you see, even with that recent flooding with a hurricane, you see a bunch of fucking idiots, excuse my language, out there looting, right? Looting in 2018. So the third world, all these uh, religious cultures, all these um, people who, you know, buy everything the media says, if they learn about aliens, they're going to go batshit crazy. That's my feeling. I don't think they're ready at all. You think they're going to start looting everything? Uh, when the aliens are here, let's go steal some Nikes. Uh, any excuse they can to get their big screen TV, you know? Like, I'm serious. I think right. the world is definitely not ready. Okay, we're not ready. I'm ready. Like, I, I'm not going to freak out and go steal some Nikes if uh, aliens are proved, you know, uh, confirmed here to be here. So, I don't know. Maybe, Maybe I'm slightly more evolved past the, the Nike stealing stage. I don't know. Anyway. Well, Okay, let's put it a different way. An alien shows up in your in your room here. What do you do? I know what I do. I open my desk, I pull up my gun, and I shoot the damn alien. You know? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think the aliens are ready for us, let alone we being ready for the alien. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that could be. That could be. That could definitely be. Um, we'll find out, because I, uh, I think it's coming to a head here, right? They're preparing us for something. And whether it's uh, that alien false flag or real aliens, they can't hide it forever, right? They definitely can't hide it forever. That's pretty good with the drawer. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so a uh, couple more comments, and then we'll continue on with the UFO hotspots. Uh, Brad says, uh, isn't there some place, not sure where, but they shut down the mountain because of so much alien activity, maybe South America somewhere? Uh, I haven't heard of that. So uh, we, we did dig up some places in North America, but uh, uh, I didn't see anything in South America. Have you heard of that one, Frank? No, I haven't. We'll have to dig into it, though. Okay. That's uh, it, it, the government always has more power in this country, so yeah, they could shut it down. So yeah, you never know. Okay, so if you got a link to that, uh, drop it in, and we'll uh, we'll add it to the show here. We appreciate that input, Brad. But no, we don't. We haven't seen that, and it's not part of this show. Unless you want to make it part, that's why we're doing this. Uh, and then Carlos says, uh, "I'm ready," and Kelly says, "I've been ready." And Fred uh, says, "Just saw a recent video from New Jersey. It looks pretty good." Yeah, if you want to drop it in, we can play it later. Um, yeah, okay, so so UFO hotspots. Um, here we go. So places like Roswell, New Mexico, obviously, have become legendary for stories of crashed extraterrestrials and UFO debris fields, right? We, we know this. Anybody who's interested in this topic knows Roswell is legendary, but there are other areas that uh, kind of get um, repeated visits, let's say. I guess that's the best way to put it. Um, but uh, there have been reports of UFO activity around Roswell since 1947, right? That was the first and then although UFO reports have been documented since the dawn of history, Roswell is hailed as the first modern UFO hotspot. And Kelly asks, uh, L.A., Florida, Colorado, parts of Utah? And I think yes. I think um, all of those are correct. Uh, and we have more. So I think uh, I think the more you look and the more you look into some of the local press, you'll see that uh, these, these hotspots are 
a little more, what would you say, active than are reported, um, you know, more um, more actual than reported. I think like anything in the press, right? If you uh, if you give them give them a little bit of, uh, or no, if you if you if you sit around and wait for the mainstream media to report these things, they never will. I guess that's what I'm trying to say. If my brain ever gets there, but uh, yeah, it's it seems like um, if uh, if you want to find it, you gotta you gotta dig because the local news does report this stuff. It just doesn't get spit out like on a national level. So yeah, there's that. And then uh, uh, Kelly says Mexico City. Yep, that's one. Brad says beam me up. And then uh, Russell says how about in L.A.? Yeah, there was that uh, that big L.A. thing where they had the um, in World War II they uh, the Battle of L.A. Right? You guys heard of that one? This isn't part of the show, but. Uh, we can add it real quick. It's uh, there was some kind of um, UFO in the uh, off the Pacific coast in Los Angeles during World World War II, and uh, the height of tension with the Japanese and the Pacific, and uh, on a high alert. And apparently they uh, they shot at a UFO in uh, for it was like something like 20 minutes, just kind of shelling the air because they found some kind of a uh, it was on radar, some identified flying object object. So anyway, you heard of that one there, Frank. Yeah, and you think I'm strange that I would shoot an alien. Well, they were shooting aliens then, because that's what you do to aliens, you shoot them. <laughs> that's, that's what you do with them. Well, because you don't want to be abducted, right? I don't. I, I definitely don't. I don't want to know what they do up in those ships. I'd rather not. But, uh, yeah, and then Kelly says Siberia. Yeah, that's another one, too. Okay, so uh, here we go. So we're going to go straight off of uh, Roswell. We're going to go a few hundred miles away near Rachel, Nevada, which is one of the most talked about UFO hotspots in the world, known as Area 51. Which, um, you know, everybody knows about Area 51. We're actually broadcasting near Area 51. Um, there's a there's a secret bunker in the desert, um, and that's that's where we're doing this. So uh, we have to stay underground because if you don't, anyway. Okay, I'm getting into myself too much. Okay, so uh, anyway, there we go. There, there's a lot. So England, Mexico, uh, uh, Florida, and the Gulf Breeze. Um, yeah, lots of these places. We got we got stuff to jump into. What do you want to do there, Frank? I got I got some little ones I could I could actually hit. Or uh, you want to get into uh, Skinwalker? Or how are we doing this? How do you feel? Yeah, why don't you do a little one? Uh, give me a minute to have a sip of water here, and then you go, and then I'll go ahead and go into Skinwalker because the mythology of that I'll be talking for the next forty minutes. Okay, no sweat. All right, so there's a there's a few here. So I'm, I, I picked a few out. I'm going to start with this one, and it's not necessarily like a UFO hotspot, but um, it. Uh, it's definitely one of those ones that kind of gets a, a a a a reputation for anomalous activity and and spirit energy and these types of things. If you guys have never heard of Sedona, Arizona, um, okay, so here we go. Uh, Sedona has long long been regarded as a place both sacred and powerful. It is a cathedral without walls. It is Stonehenge, Stonehenge, not yet assembled. People travel from all across the globe to experience the mysterious cosmic forces that are said to emanate from the red rocks they come in search of the vortexes so um yeah so what is vortex what is a vortex uh and why do people go to sedona arizona um sedona vortex is uh well i guess grammatically proper would be for vortices is that right it didn't seem right anyway so uh are thought to be swirling centers of energy that are conducive to healing meditation and self-exploration these are places where the sun, or the earth, seems especially alive with energy. Many people feel inspired, recharged, and uplifted after visiting a vortex. So, um, yeah, uh, 
There we go. There's a there's Sedona. Has anybody been to Sedona, Arizona? I know uh, I got a friend that went. Uh, actually, I got a couple that went, and they talk about uh, one one friend of mine in particular says he's very in tune with energy and energy fields and these vortex type things, and he says that uh, he when he gets to Sedona, uh, it like his entire it's like a sixth sense just kind of goes off, like his uh, his brain kind of kicks into overdrive with some of this business. I don't know. Anyway, so that's that's Sedona. So that's um. You guys have been there. We want to hear about it. You guys have seen UFOs. We want to hear about it. Uh, another one here, Rachel, Nevada, which is uh, the extraterrestrial highway. That's where we're at, right? So this uh, this stretch of road in Rachel, located located 25 miles south of the famous Area 51, is a hotbed for alien activity. UFO seekers flock here from near and far, and locals take pride in the history of this city. There's even a popular bar and grill called the Little Ale Inn. Get it? Get it? <laughs> Uh, I'd have to be drinking a lot of ale to get that. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, that's... Uh, so Rachel was a mining town before fortunes had risen and fallen in uh, the Union Carbide tungsten mine in the, uh, the mountain there, about five miles east of town. When the Union Carbide bought the mine and reopened it in the mid-'70s, there was an immediate need for housing uh, for more than 100 workers and their families. The site um, possessed the two essential requirements for settlement, accessible underground water and private land. When Union Carbide closed the mine around 1988, the fortunes of Rachel fell with it. At least half of the population moved out, leaving behind many empty mobile home pads and a few hardy survivors. Though, in November 1989, a Las Vegas resident, the famous, or let's say infamous, Bob Lazar, claimed on a Las Vegas television station that he had worked with an alien spacecraft at Papoose Lake in the Nellis Range about 35 miles south of Rachel. He said he saw nine flying saucers in a hangar built into a hillside and that he had worked as a scientist to reverse engineer the propulsion system of one of these craft. Uh, as soon as his claims were publicized, a rush of curious UFO seekers traveled to the, uh, the Tikaboo Valley to look for UFOs. The sacred site among UFO watchers was the Black Mailbox, the mailbox of a local rancher. Some who ventured further down the highway came upon the Rachel Bar and Grill and it was later renamed to the Little Ale Inn. <laughs> There you go. So that's uh that's Rachel Nevada. That's right off of um uh Area fifty one. That's where we're at pretty much. What we're doing. Uh, a couple more comments here. Uh so uh Brian says uh Scranton, Pennsylvania, saw a triangular object fly out of a, a park, August Park, real low, uh high above the CMC hospital. Uh and then there has got to be something going out there deep in the park. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know. I, I think that's part of why we're why we do this. We want to know. We want to know some of the places that uh, don't get reported. So, um, Scranton, Pennsylvania. I have not heard of that. So, if you can elaborate or want to call in, we'd love to hear about that, man. You know what to do. Seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. You don't have to stay on long if you just want to tell us real quick and then bounce. That's cool. Um, and then um, uh, Brian says, uh, "Do you guys think Skinny Bob is authentic footage?" I haven't seen that. Skinny Bob. Do you know what that is, Frank? No, I've never heard of that. I'll look it up now, though. Okay, so we'll, we'll check into it. Not sure. Not sure, Brian. Thanks for the comment. Uh, we'll, we'll look into it. And then uh, Fred says, uh, yep, I've heard there are places just west of there. The government won't let you go. I hunt nearby. Okay, nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There lo lots of crazy places out there. So um, apparently... Yeah, skin, skin, sorry, Skinny Bob is that uh, old Russian uh, gray alien with like the suit on and the big head. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, it's hard to tell because it was recorded such a long time ago if it's like a puppet and in such low detail, but 
you know i want to believe that it's real for sure okay it looks it looks plausible though maybe like a maybe Mm, <laughs> you don't want to say maybe kind of a stylish suit for an alien you know <laughs> you, you so you don't maybe even had it tailored for him i don't know <laughs> you don't even want to say maybe okay so there there you go there you go brian frank doesn't even want to say maybe so <laughs> okay um all right so uh there you go what else uh so we got scranton pennsylvania from brian uh and he actually saw something there so that's pretty amazing and um if you have pictures we'd love to see them too uh we, we could put them up and put them on the stream and we'll talk about it but yeah so uh i got i got a few more i got dundee wisconsin uh, rachel nevada of course i've got um westmoreland pennsylvania uh which was uh, of course kecksburg the famous kecksburg incident uh san luis valley colorado uh so that's a, a ufo watchtower there um get into some of this stuff a little more in depth but uh there's there's tons of these like you know pulled six or eight of these and there's tons of stuff so uh and then of course uh dulce new mexico which we did a whole episode on with uh, the famous infamous phil schneider um with the uh, underground aliens and the uh the what was it the the battle that played out leaving 60 humans dead and countless subterranean aliens fighting for their life apparently um yeah so, and remind me what what he did when he saw the alien what did he do Oh, uh, he pulled out his gun and started shooting. And he shot it because that's <laughs> what you do it. to aliens. Okay. <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. All right. Let's, uh, let's go to Skinwalker. I, I got some more. We can get back to this. But let's go to Skinwalker. Yeah, so this is a big one. Have you, have you heard much about this? Do you know a lot about it? Because I've been following this since the 90s. So this is like, I really enjoy this story. This is one of the good ones. And I wanted to cover it today because a documentary just came out on it. And I'm going to give a mini review of that in a minute. But have you heard of this place? I have. Uh, I, I haven't been following it as long as you, but uh, I have heard of it recently, like in the last five, six years, and uh, some, of the, some of the wax stuff that goes on there. So um, I'm looking forward to your story here, let's say, to your report. Okay, so this is, this is both an alien um, hotspot as well as, well, they really don't know what it is. So what they say is that this area is inhabited by some kind of precognitive intelligence, which means that you know, they'll set up a test to record the air, to look for UFOs. And because they're recording the air, all of a sudden they'll see strange creatures, you know, crawling under the cameras, like, so where they can't capture it. Then they'll point the cameras at the ground and then they'll see UFOs in the air. So it seems like the way they describe it is something intelligent is going on here and it's messing with the researchers. But anyway, this place is called Skinwalker Ranch. It's in Utah. Now, skinwalkers, in case you're not familiar, are, you know, from Native American culture. And so they're like shape-shifting humans who practice dark magic. They can shift into animal forms. They can become transparent. They can change their shape. And they're tricksters. They like to play tricks on people. So the reason it's named Skinwalker Ranch is because this place is always very tricky. There's always very strange things going on here. So uh, this ranch sits in the small town of Ballard, Utah. It has been the subject of serious paranormal investigation for over half a century. However, the strange activity on this land goes back as far as recorded history. And looking into that, and that's not something I see a lot of people talking about, is there is a history here. So in the 1900s, when the homesteaders were first coming into this area to kind of build up and claim the land, they'd hear weird rumblings in the ground. And there's news articles about this and, you know, strange lights in the sky, even back in the 1900s. And even in the 1950s, there's reports about this 
Junior Hicks character, who was a school teacher, I believe, and he saw all these weird, strange UFOs. So he'd be out there in the 1950s looking at these things. Anyway, so this place is in Utah. They have, uh, and this guy, Gorman, uh, the Gorman family, I don't think that's their real name. They bought this ranch and they wanted to, you know, start ranching, which is, uh, yeah, to set up a ranch for their prize cattle. Uh, they'd moved out from this, out of the state, so they came from New Mexico and they brought the cattle with them. Uh, so from day one on the ranch, they experienced several oddities that would eventually cause them to sell it. And they eventually did sell it. So just a brief history lesson here to this Bigelow character. Now, this is a guy that owns the aerospace company. And apparently he's very interested in the paranormal and all these uh, strange things. So he set up this National Institute for Discovery Science, NIDS, which I'm sure we've all heard about. Uh, and they purchased this ranch from Bigelow, who's having all these strange experiences, or from the Gorman family, rather. And yeah, set it up, set up cameras, set up uh, pens and bait pens and had people there all the time to try to figure out what was going on. So he turned it into this interactive research facility. So he'd position cameras all over the place. Uh, every acre had at least one camera, 24 hours a day. They'd have research teams there to investigate the mutilations and the strange sightings. And they'd have trackers and so on if they saw tracks in the dirt. And so they had a ton of reports early on, but eventually it kind of died down. Now, in 2004, he sold it to someone else, and this someone else has kind of remained unnamed. So, we'll get into the stories about what's going on uh, in a minute, and all these crazy things that happened, but there's this documentary that just came out the past week, and I was very excited about it, because again, I've been following this story for quite some time. So, there was a lot of promotion going on, and, you know, I was really looking forward to seeing the new evidence like the new stuff, like what's really going on there. They've been studying it with cameras and scientists, like real legitimate scientists for a decade. We should have some evidence coming out in this documentary, right? So I cut a clip from the documentary, which kind of summarizes the entire thing. So if you can play that, the summary clip, let's have a listen. Did you have an experience on the ranch? My first visit there, it had been a down period. Colin Kelleher had told me, look, the, the activity has sort of gone underground. That's why I was allowed to go, because maybe they figured I could, my own inherent weirdness quotient, I could stir something up, or I could at least tell the world a little bit about the story so that we could find out if there are other places like that. So I went to the property, and um, there's a couple of things that would happen that would stimulate activity historically. They said, our arrival of a stranger, that was me. Um, if you make a bunch of noise, uh, in particular, digging up the earth. So we did all that. We, you know, I made a bunch of noise. We built a fire out there. We danced around it. And, and then we got an earth mover and dug a bunch of holes. So if there was something to be disturbed, we did our best to disturb it. And then they took me and put me on a chair in the middle homestead where some really bad stuff had happened, and they left me there. It was a pitch black, middle of the night, middle of nowhere, and a place that where the uh, monster, uh, the predator-type monster had appeared, where a giant dark cloud had invaded a, a physicist's mind, where several cattle had been mutilated, where a ball of light to an, a dimensional wormhole had appeared. I'm right there. And they said, see ya. And they went a couple hundred yards away and put a camera on me to see if something came and got me. And I'd like to tell people that I was, uh, I'm brave, I'm not afraid of this stuff, but I was, I was on edge, uh, waiting to see what would happen. 
I'm thinking to myself, look, okay, I'm fine with flying saucers coming here. I'd like to see a ball of light, an orb, something like that. That'd be really great. But I don't really want to come face to face with predator monster. Uh, the only thing that came to get me were mosquitoes. So I have had no anomalous experience on the ranch myself. <laughs> they left him there to get eaten by something from the wormhole. Did I hear that right? Yes, that's that's uh, George Knapp, the the coast to coast guy, you know, investigative reporter. But yeah, that's the summary of the in the entire thing, and that really nothing happens. There's no new evidence. There's a couple of things here or there, but there's nothing new. Uh, all the stories that we heard from the '90s about like predator type creatures from the movie with Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, UFOs, you know, strange lizard people, all these things. There's not much of it going on anymore, and there's no real proof. So here's a funny review that I read on it, uh, basically reviewing the movie. So here's the review. A billionaire buys the ranch to conduct scientific research over 10 years with some dogs, <laughs> excuse me, and put some dogs in watchtowers. But the dogs kept getting let out, possibly by extraterrestrial intervention or someone with bolt cutters. Right, so that summarizes it. This guy buys the ranch, put some dogs, the dogs get let out, and that's it. So, big disappointment on my side that there's no new evidence, there's no photos, well, there are a couple, there's no videos, there's no biological evidence, samples they've taken, there's no tracks in the ground, there's no, you know, people that have been killed, a couple of mutilations, but there's nothing there. You know, it's all random stuff. So I was really disappointed by this documentary. They made it out to be this thing. They were finally going to do the tell-all. They were tell us everything that's happening there. But it's kind of like a Ghost Hunter TV show, as they just summarize the past, and that's it. So it's kind of a slap in the face in that way. Uh, so in summary, you know, if you want to watch a documentary, it's entertaining, but don't expect much from it. Anyway. I mentioned there were a couple of new pieces of evidence that were presented. So some new stuff. So this new owner has come by. He's bought the ranch from Bigelow. And he's put even more cameras in, even more people in. He's hired guards. So he's getting some new data, some new information. Uh, so in this documentary, it's, this is also kind of a slap in the face. Uh, he has some photos of UFOs that he's captured on the property in the past few years. But the problem is... In the documentary, he prints out the UFO pictures and shows the printouts to the guy doing the documentary, and then they film the printouts. So it's it's two layers of separation to get the real images. Let's uh, pull those up and maybe cycle back and forth between them, uh, if you have them. But basically, uh, yeah, there's some UFOs. And so uh, let me scroll up to where I have them. Yeah, there's uh, so the first picture here, there's a guy standing in the foreground. There's kind of a field of grass, and in the back you can see what looks to be a UFO kind of hovering in the distance. Do you have that one? Yeah, so it looks like it's kind of between like a, a bush, like over a bush and between a tree, uh, like kind of um, directly at his 6 o'clock, basically. Yeah, and you see how insulting this is to the viewing audience and people who pay attention to it. It's a video of a printout of a picture. You know, so there's no way you can tell what it is. And let's go to the second one here. So again, he sees this kind of cigar-shaped craft hovering over the ridge uh, that kind of adjoins the property. Uh, and again, it's a video of a picture 
video of a printout of a picture, so you can't really tell, but there's something in the air there. Yeah, so it looks like a white pickup. Uh, somebody's standing off, um, looking at like a like a rocky ridge, um, and then above this in the blue sky, there looks like some kind of white cigar-shaped object. Uh, doesn't look like there's any propulsion or lights or anything. It just looks like a a white little bar. <laughs> but, yeah. Underwhelming, right? Yeah, underwhelming. Yeah. Definitely underwhelming. Yes. So this, this remember, this is supposed to be the spot. Crazy stuff happens here all the time. There's lizard people, there's tunnels of light in the sky, and I'll get into some of these stories in a minute. There's all sorts of things. There's UFOs buzzing by, there's, you know, weird creatures, things disappear and teleport up trees and into different locations, and this is the best we have. Some video of printouts of pictures of whatever that is in the background. So... Again, the stories are great that people tell, so they're absolutely amazing, these stories, but the physical evidence that's available is completely underwhelming, so it, I'm almost kind of losing hope that it's that it's all real, you know? Like, it, it's very underwhelming that they haven't found tracks or tissue samples or anything of the sort. It's all this kind of stuff, secondhand evidence that doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Hey, hey if, uh, if you're just joining us, we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch and some of the, the wacky stuff that goes on. So these are some, some images we're looking at uh, that have been taken there. Look like pictures of pictures of videos of pictures type of thing. Um, and so we're just kind of discussing the, uh, the plausibility and uh, is this a real thing or is this marketing or whatever. Um, yeah, so couple comments and then uh, we'll carry on here. Kelly says, uh, only being I know that can uh, shapeshift would be reptilians from my research. Um, I believe you. Uh, I haven't uh, gone deep enough to argue with you there. Uh, uh, skinwalkers, right? We're saying skinwalkers shape change? Is that... Yeah, so you wonder if the Native American tradition of skinwalkers, these dark evil beings, is a parallel to lizard men, right? Or reptilians i should say it that way that maybe that's how they described reptilians in some way maybe they're one in the same these uh shape-shifting reptilians and dark cannibalistic skinwalkers are actually the same thing i don't know that seems likely to me okay makes sense and then he says or maybe archons not sure what that is but uh yeah possibly possibly all right, tell me we get pictures of these things. Do we get a, a picture of an alien? Come on, Frank. Don't let me down, buddy. No, no. That's, no. That is, that's this whole thing. It's a letdown, right? Because, again, this is supposed to be the spot where all this crazy stuff happens, but there's no evidence for it whatsoever. Anyway, let's go into some of the crazy stuff. Let's talk all about right. a few of these stories because there's a ton of it. Okay, so first one here. Okay, so this NIDS team, they bought the property. And between 1996 and 1998, they deployed multiple surveillance cameras on telephone poles on the ranch all over the place. So they had several cameras recording 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And one particularly disturbing and graphic incident of vandalism occurred on July 19th, 1998. So the ranch personnel discovered the wires had been forcefully ripped from three separate cameras that had been installed on one particular telephone pole. Two of the cameras were mobile, so they could kind of move around and look at different things. And the third was stationary. So 
this these cameras uh, were located uh, in one of the pastures on on a telephone pole, and there's no cover around, so no trees or anything around it. So, if anything walked up to these cameras, the cameras themselves would have captured whatever was just vandalizing them. But um, the power cord was ripped out of all three cameras, and the optic cords that were actually transmitting the signal were still attached. And according to the surveillance tapes, all three cameras lost power at approximately uh, 2028, so late in the evening, uh, in July in 1998. So, yeah, they have no idea. So they went back and they looked at the footage of these things, uh, and also from different cameras, and the resolution was pretty bad. But what they were able to determine is that the small power light on each of these cameras that indicates they have power also turned out at precisely the same time, in late in the evening. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, I don't know if I'm doing a great job explaining it, but imagine this. You have a telephone pole. You have cameras on all three angles, so they're covering the area. Nothing can sneak up on you because you're being filmed and recorded. The only way something could presumably uh, touch these cameras is to come down from above. But you also have cameras on other angles that are looking at this set of cameras. So the whole thing is like a, you know, a super security system, essentially. Nothing should be able to sneak up. But all of a sudden, these power cords were ripped out, the cameras turned off, and they didn't capture anything. They captured no evidence of this. So what do you think about that? Oh, I think it's um, probably, I mean, if you, again, you know, we, we joke about this when we're, uh, we're doing the, the, uh, the recording here that we, we're the guys that wield the edit stick. So we don't do this much, but if we say something stupid, we could take it out, right? We could just cut it, throw it up, and, uh, you know, it looks like we didn't say something stupid. But uh, the same thing, if, you, if you're the guy releasing this information, then, you know, you could uh, walk up disconnect the camera and then uh, just edit that footage out and then put it together like it never happened and boom you know easy to hoax is what i'm saying so if you if you're uh if you're the one releasing releasing the final information here whether it's a video whether it's audio 
what have you. It's um, it's it's pretty powerful to be the one in control of exactly how that looks, exactly the angles you want, exactly the uh, the right words to say at the right times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so uh, you know, to me, that's not that impressive. If uh, if if they've got something more more than that, maybe, maybe. Couple comments here, and then we'll keep moving on. We're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, guys. We're talking about UFO hotspots, and uh, Mark says I'm late. No, you're right on time, buddy. Thanks for showing up. Cole says uh, Skinwalker is probably just a TS military test site. It could be. Um, that's a an, another. You know, there's a lot of weird stuff in the sky. There's weird stuff in the sky out here in Vegas. Um, you know, uh, north side of Las Vegas. I see some weird stuff once in, once in a while. So, um, and there's definitely military test sites right here. So, you know, I could buy that for sure. And then um, he says, especially with the cattle mutilations. And then uh, Kelly also mentions up above into that video and also shows cattle mutilations. So I think uh, I think we're going to get to that, right? Yeah, we got a we got a good story about the cattle mutilations going on there. Yeah, I think you're right, though, is that this is a common theme you'll see throughout all these examples is if you take these people at their word, it's absolutely amazing. It's astounding. But if you start to think a little bit cynically, then you're like, yeah, they could have just faked this entire thing, couldn't they? Anyway, let's go into the next one. So here's another crazy story. So the NIDS team is on the property, and one of the they're they're kind of renting the property to, to a rancher, so they're still kind of like farmhands and stuff on the property. And this this guy, he goes out, one of the farmhands, he's walking along the river, a stream that kind of runs through the property, and he's amazed by what he sees. He sees a circle scratched a perfect circle scratched into the ice of one of the the streams that's moving through the property perfect circle so i think we have a video for that if we play that it's about a minute long all right can do action the odd creation was discovered by the caretaker of the ranch during his early morning rounds a geometric figure etched into the thin ice of an irrigation canal Seven o'clock in the morning, he was taking a walk along the canal here when he stopped and, uh, and saw a, a perfectly etched uh, five foot nine inch diameter circle in the water here. By late afternoon, it would melt. It looked like a, an ice skater had just cut it out. The groove itself was probably a, a quarter of an inch uh, thick, and there was scrapings of ice. Um, all from all around the uh, the edge of the circle. Ice circles are rare, but not entirely unknown. Larger specimens have appeared elsewhere in the world, and scientists think there is one natural mechanism to explain their creation. When conditions are just right, circles can be formed by the counterclockwise flow of water. Okay, I can buy. So that. there you go. That that's so strange, isn't it? That a circle appeared, and yet nature make circles appear like you know there's so you can take this in a sensational sense on one side where it's amazing this entity created this perfect circle in the ice and scratched it just so or you could take it in the rational way and say oh the flowing water caused this although they argue against that they say the water's too turbulent the circle wasn't scratched all the way through it was only scratched on the surface something the water couldn't have done but what do you think of that yeah, uh, I think um, if it was more uh, di any kind of different geometric thing, I think it'd be more more impressive because it, it does seem that uh, you know as we saw that the, uh, the you know uh, planets are spherical, circular, and uh, you know when when water flows like like if uh, it was you know let's say a pyramid 
I think that'd be more impressive, right? Like I'd like a perfect pyramid, uh, you know, instead of water being able to flow and cut a circle like that. I don't know. It's a, again, unimpressive, I think. Yeah, absolutely. And and again, this may seem like I'm kind of naysaying the whole thing, but I am into this topic. I love this ranch. I love all the stories coming out of it. And I'm just underwhelmed by the evidence that's presented to back it all up. Anyway, let's go into a different story. So Tom Gorman, so the owner of the land, uh, and his son were on the property one day. And this tall stranger comes by and says, hey, can I meditate on your land? And so they, of course, agree. Why wouldn't you? And they, you know, they drive him in and they drop him off in the pasture. And then they, he walks out in the middle of the open ground and he starts meditating on the property. And, you know, they're sitting in the truck and they're looking at this guy like, what are you doing here? But apparently they let people, at that time, they let people onto the property to meditate. And suddenly in the distance, the Tom, who's the rancher, hears a cowbell reverberating. So this cowbell clanging sound. But none of his animals had cowbells. So again, he hears the sound several times, and he looks in the direction of the sound, and he makes out this kind of blur. And this blur moves very quickly between the trees, and he's watching this carefully, and the shape starts moving from tree to tree, and he starts feeling uneasy. And this guy meditating, of course, he's not paying attention. And then without warning, this blur shape moves from the tree line towards the meditating man. And again, he still can't see it because it's kind of like this is where the predator monster comes from. It's cloaked in that way. And it makes a beeline for this guy who's meditating and attacks him. So uh, the shimmering wraith-like phantasm had stopped just inches from the meditator. It led to a deep-throated animal roar that reverberated around the ranch. And the stranger leapt back about 10 feet and began screaming. And as fast as it happened, the shimmering almost invisible creature departed for the tree line so they watch this happening this meditating guy screaming going hysterical and this shape this cloaked type shape just runs away so what do you think of that one uh sounds great sounds scary sounds great no proof right yeah yeah again sounds great no proof that's it's it's hard when you have a lot of stories with no proof you end up um you know, we, we can all make up pretty good stories, right? I think if we all wanted to uh, you know, put our minds to the task, we could, uh, we could you know, maybe take a, a particular instance that uh, was part of our day today and then, uh, you know, kind of elaborate on it and uh, kind of um, fantasize on it and turn it into whatever you want to turn it into and kind of tell a story based in your reality but uh, add some stuff to it. So, I mean, I know I could make up some all kinds of hogwash, but... Uh, Again, you know, just because just because people can doesn't mean that's the case. You know, it's a. Uh, I think it's it's healthy to be skeptical, but uh, to uh, to ignore all of this is a uh, also a little bit uh, a little bit silly. A couple comments here, and we'll we'll move on. We're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, guys. We're talking about UFO hotspots. We're talking about um, yeah. Uh, is, is this a thing? Is this a uh, is Skinwalker real? Um, we're gonna get to East Eddy Ranch in a little bit. It's a it's a similar spot. Is this all marketing? Are they trying to bring people onto their land to sell them, you know, what would you say, like uh, UFO keychains, or are they? Uh, is, is is this actually something happening? Is there is there is it a real thing? So that's that's what we're talking about here. Uh, okay, so Cole says uh, the ice scratching is the odd part, and yeah, that is true. That is true. There were some weird markings on the ice, but it wasn't like a you know, uh, uh, ancient druid runes or anything. You know, it, it's it was. You know, you know what I mean. It wasn't like anything amazing. It, it looks like maybe nature could have could have uh, handled that. You know, 
Um, and then uh, Kelly says, uh, I know a lady that has land by there, and she has invited my wife and I to stay out there. Yeah, Cole says, do it. I agree, do it. Bring a camera, man. We want to know. We want to know all about it. No, bring a camera, comma, man. You, not a cameraman. What is this? The Kardashians? <laughs> no, just, just, just bring a camera. Uh, and then Joe says, uh, hey guys, what time y'all are aired on Tuesday? Uh, 9 p.m. Pacific is when we roll, man. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, what do you guys think? Skinwalker, real? Um, UFO hotspots, is it like a, a media frenzy where, uh, you know, people talk to each other and uh, the stories kind of permeate into our into our shared narratives and uh, where where the uh, the thing may not be a real thing, but we make it a real thing by, uh, you know, the, by the community and by the stories and by the hype? Is that something? What do you think? What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. And again, for the Skinwalker thing, I think that this is the theory that they've come to, is that there's some kind of entity who's intelligent enough to titillate people's interests by scratching a circle, but also intelligent enough not to scratch the pyramid, you know, cultic druid shape, because that would be too obvious, right? So that's the theory they've come to. It's that it's giving them just enough to get them interested and freaked out, but not enough to conclusively prove its presence. So I don't know if that's a, a very convenient way to look at it, but that's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking. So here's another story. Uh, 1995, the Gormans started seeing strange things in the sky. While out checking on their cattle, they spotted what they thought was a recreational vehicle parked on the property. So we all RV, right? Big uh, rectangular box-shaped object. So they approached it, figuring the driver might be having mechanical trouble. And as they got closer, the RV moved silently away from them. So they started chasing it. They moved closer, it moved further away. And then they climbed a fence to get a better look at it. And that's when they saw it was no RV. This box rectangular shape slowly rose above the treetops and slowly floated away. And it made no sound as it departed. It wasn't a helicopter. And they said they had a clear view of it and say the object was actually shaped like a refrigerator with a single light on its front and a red light on the back. So there you go. What do you think about that one? Wait, like a refrigerator? Like, like you open it and there's yeah, beer a inside? Floating, floating refrigerator that <laughs> was on the property and floated away over the trees. Huh. Um, that's a good story. I mean, you know, like it's so it's boxy. It's white. Was it white? Does it say color? Metallic color. Okay, so it was more like stainless steel. I prefer that in my kitchen, if possible. Anyway, I mean. It's easier to clean. Yeah, totally, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Anyway, again, <laughs> great story, no proof, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A uh, comment, couple comments real quick, and we'll keep, keep on trucking. Talking about Skinwalker Ranch, guys. Talking about uh, UFO hotspots. Uh, if you guys live near one, if you guys uh, have heard of some of this stuff and uh, want to talk about it, you know what to do. 702-957-1037. Click the Discord link. You can also leave comments on YouTube. We're streaming live there concurrently, so... You want to go over there and leave comments anonymously as your, uh, you know, uh, Jimmy Jack seven four nine seven screen name. We can do that, and uh, yeah, we, we, we actually got a great YouTube comment that I didn't read. So someone came in and they said hello, and then they said I'm bored. Goodbye. Nice, nice. Adios. Thanks, buddy. Uh, and then uh, okay, so Carlos says, uh, oh, Kelly says, uh, you and Frank want to go out there with us. Uh oh, did we get an invite? <laughs> did we get an invite? We're, I, I'm Las Vegas, and and, uh, and uh, Frank is a little more remote than that. But, uh, yeah, I'd love to go out there. That would be fantastic. Fantastic. I can't even speak. 
Yeah. What do you think, Frank? Yeah, maybe maybe we got to go. But again, they do have now this new owner. Uh, they kind of featured him in the documentary. So they have like armed guards, military, ex-military personnel, and they have tons of security cameras. So it's not like later on, I'll, we'll talk about a guy, a crazy guy kind of sneaks on the ranch and he gets caught a bunch of times. So I don't know if it'd be that easy to get there. Maybe we could overlook it from a distance, though. Yeah, fair enough. Okay, so Carlos says, uh, I don't believe anything until I see it with my own eyes. Um, I think there's, uh, I, I think that way of thinking is, is good, but I think um, to discount everything that you never see is um, is uh, discounting a ton of the universe because, you know what I mean? So, like, let's say you can't see a black hole, so you, you believe they don't exist type of thing. You know what I mean? So I think, I, I mean, I understand that line of thinking, but I also think that it's, uh, it's unhealthy in a way because... Um, you end up, you know, your, your world is so small. Like the, the senses we have as a human are such a small sphere around us that um, yeah, you see what I'm saying. Like a, it, you kind of end up in the in a in a very small world because if I don't see it, it doesn't exist type of thing. So you know, like I get it, but uh, I think uh, I think without leaving your mind open, you're leaving a lot out on the table. You know, that could really be out there. You know. So anyway, so okay, and then he personally, says, uh, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, personally, I don't believe anything. I don't even believe things I do see, right? But I'm still open to the possibility, right? I could. I don't even know that I'm doing a radio show right now. I could be talking to myself in a padded room somewhere, but I'm open to the possibility that I'm actually here talking to everyone. So I think that's the best way to go about it: is to look at these things and say, yes, they could happen, but to kind of keep it in the background. Don't commit to it don't commit to it until the evidence is overwhelming that's how i look at things anyway yeah agreed agreed okay and then he to finish uh, carlos's statement he says uh, i believe there has to be something out there but i've never seen anything as of yet yep agreed uh and then jerry says uh listening and then fred says i've got plenty of stories no proof which is fine stories are great that's exactly that's exactly the thing when you get to know somebody and the things they say um you know, you know, like, you know, when you kind of meet a, a person who's out there, you know, and, and I don't, I don't mean out there in a bad way. I think I, I'm saying maybe out there in the sense that they, um, I don't know, help me. <laughs> how, do, how do I say this without maligning an entire group of people? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you got to get to know someone to trust them, right? There you like, go. You're not going to take everyone at their word, but it's, that's why I don't like I would trust the media, but now I've seen what the media has done over these past couple of years, and now I don't trust them anymore. It's the same with people. It's you got to build a rapport. Like if if someone I knew told me they saw a UFO, I'd believe them no matter what. Right? It just depends. But yeah, it's hard okay. to take everyone at their word. Thank you, thank you. That's what I was looking for. That's what I meant to say. Thank you, Frank. And then Kelly says, uh, uh, "It's only one state away. I'm talking about that lady's land, which is nearby the ranch. We can stay there. Yeah, man. Uh, stay." Uh, Stay tuned. Um, stay in touch. I know you have, and I know you will. Uh, that's one thing that we'd love to do in the future. So we are open to that. Thank you for the invite. Um, Cole says, hey, guys, this is better than C2C. You guys are actually interested. I also haven't heard one commercial. Yeah, we don't do commercials. <laughs> um, I'm not even sure what C2C is, but if you say we're better than something else, I'm happy about that. <laughs> better than nothing. What's C2C? Do you know? Coast to coast. Oh, coast to coast. Oh, George Snorri. He's our favorite, right? We love George Snorri. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Art Bell was the best presenter ever. Art Bell was my favorite person, but George Snorri, no, I can't pay any attention to him. 
Yeah, no, no, he's terrible. He's terrible. Agreed. Um, he literally, like, uh, if you want to go to sleep at night, put him on, boom, fixed. <laughs> your uh, next thing you catch is your alarm clock. Um, and then Jerry says, uh, near Mount Shasta, hot spot, but nothing seen myself. Yeah, uh, I spent a lot of time growing up near Mount Shasta. Todd, also shout out to Todd. Uh, I didn't do that when he showed up earlier. But um, he, he spent some time up there too, Reading. And uh, yeah, uh, Mount Shasta is one of them hot spots. I never saw anything up there. My grandparents did. Um, and then uh, Cole says, keep up the good work. Thank you. We appreciate that. It means a lot. And then uh, Carlos, uh, don't get me wrong, though. My mind is open to these things. No, yeah, exactly. I think you. Ha- I think it has to be. I think um, if, you, if you're completely open to everything, it's bad. If you're completely closed to everything, it's bad. There has to be some middle ground, right, where you can kind of ask these questions to yourself and to other people and have this kind of discussion, which is, again, why we do this entire show. This is why... This is this is that that right there is the crux of all of this. Why we do this, why we talk about these things and the and the topics we choose because we don't necessarily believe everything, but we think it's important to talk about it, to look at some of the the evidence, some of the photographs, some of the eyewitness accounts and that's what we're doing. So we appreciate you guys being part of the journey. And then uh Carlos says I would really love to see something would really love to see something out there. See? Blah blah blah. But uh yeah. Um agreed. Agreed. Uh, if you want to see some stuff, there's some weird stuff in this guy out in, out near Vegas. So, um, come check it out if you haven't been out here. There's a it's 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 an interesting place to live. Let's say. Um, okay, and then a um, couple more comments, and then we'll keep on rolling. We're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, guys. We're talking about UFO hotspots. We're talking about uh, all of that type of thing. So, if you guys have seen some UFOs around you, if you live near these spots, let us know. Give us a call seven zero two nine five seven one zero three seven. Click the Discord link in the stream. You can get on. Talk to Frank and Mike, and uh, we'll talk about all these things and more. And Cole says, yes, Baja Art was the man. Yes, 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 George Snorri, Coast to Coast. We stopped being Coast to Coast fans when George Snorri took over, unfortunately. Uh, but, yeah, so anyway, uh, keep on trucking. Let's do Skinwalker. What else you got there, Frank? Yeah. Okay, here's a good one. This is one of the more interesting ones. Uh, and, again, tell, I have a ton of these, so tell me when to stop. But, uh, basically, they're on the ranch, Tom Gorman and his friend Chad Deke. Dietkin, uh, they saw a dull kind of white light appearing over a pasture, right? So they're out, it's kind of night in the darkness, and they see this dull white light kind of forming in the air, nearly 2 a.m. And they watched this light intently as it grew brighter and brighter. And then it was as, as if someone had opened a window or doorway. So Gorman grabbed his night vision binoculars to get a better look, but he could hardly believe what he was seeing. The dull light began to resemble a bright portal and at one end, and they they could actually see things through, through this portal. So again, dark at night, pasture, this kind of amorphous light appears, and then it stretches out into a portal, and they can see other kind of terrain on the other side of it. But more interestingly, a large black humanoid figure seemed to be struggling to crawl out of this portal, this tunnel of light. And so after a few minutes, this humanoid figure wriggled out of the light and took off into the darkness. And after he did so, the window of light snapped shut as if someone had turned an off switch. And uh, Deacon was in the presence of mind to snap a few photos, but would later learn that his film had recorded nothing of what they had witnessed. So what do you think of that? A portal and this lizard, reptilian, black humanoid figure crawling out of it. Well, it sounds terrifying if... um... This was a, a, an actual thing that happened. I mean, like, uh, like that's a that's 
literally the uh the what would that be? That would be the smoking gun. That would be the money shot. That would be the uh that would be the everything, right? If you get you get a any kind of shot about that. Any of that. And uh that's it. This is it's game over. This stuff exists. And uh Yeah, I mean but again nothing. Like he, he got black. Again, great story, no proof, right? No great he story. took photos, he no took proof. film and no nothing developed on it. So it's unfortunate. Unfortunate. And again, I'm not I'm not naysaying this. I really do want to believe this because this is one of my favorite topics, but the more I delve into it, the more I'm seeing that it's a great story, but no proof. Anyway, here's another one. Uh, 1997. Barking dogs alerted the team to something lurking in a tree near the ranch house. So Tom Gorman, the rancher, grabbed his hunting rifle, good man, and took off in his truck towards the trees. And the NIDS uh, staffers kind of followed him. And up in the trees, they could make it a huge set of yellowish reptilian eyes. The head of the animal had to be three feet wide, they guessed. And at the bottom of the tree, there was something else. Uh, Gorman described it as huge and hairy, with a massively muscled front legs and a dog-like head. So Gorman uh, fired at both of these things, as you do. You know, you see an alien, you shoot at it. The creature on the ground seemed to vanish, and the thing in the tree fell to the ground, as he heard it land in the kind of the brush and the snow nearby. So they ran towards it, uh, chasing what they thought was now a wounded animal. But they never found the animal, this lizard creature, and they never found any blood from it. So they brought in a tracker, again, who was tied to this NIDS investigative team, and to scour the area to look for tracks, and they saw nothing. There was one physical clue left behind. At the bottom of the tree, they found and photographed what looked to be a weird footprint, or kind of like a claw print. Uh, the print was left in the snow from something large. It had three digits, and what they guessed were sharp claws on the end. Later analysis and comparison of the print led them to find a chilling similarity. The print from the ranch closely resembled that of a velociraptor. Some weird lizard creature in a tree, and then underneath it, kind of a dog-like, massively muscled creature. And they shot at it, and a footprint is all they get. One single footprint. Yep. Unfortunate. Okay. Do we have pictures of footprint? No, we, I couldn't. That's another issue I have with this whole thing is that they claim to have all these videos, all these, these crazy, you know, sightings and everything, but there's no repository of it. You can't go on the internet and, and kind of look in one place to find the footprint or the ice circle or all this other stuff. It's all scattered around, you know, so it's very difficult to find the evidence when there is any evidence available. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think that's part of the uh, uh, what the what the uh, well, I don't know. I don't I don't know if it's like a like a actual. I was I was gonna literally, literally <laughs> accuse the shadow government of uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I don't think I don't think it's a a redaction thing. I think it's just a categorization thing. I think um, you know uh, there's a lot of sources out there that have anomalous activity and you know some possible evidence, but uh, it's not all you know kind of um put in one spot you know for for easily filing and easy easy access i think that's part of the problem here is um you know and uh, i know i know there are like a ufo reporting center and you know there's mufon and there's these these other things but uh it's not um it's not the same thing because everything's not a ufo and everything's not 
a Bigfoot. You know, everything's not, what would Fox Mulder say? Everything's not so easily categorized. Um, and I think that's part of the problem, right? Uh, that uh, there's so many so many sources you can go to, and they all have different different uh, different data, and uh, you know different uh, photos and uh, maybe audio clips or videos, and it, it's it it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work to go find this stuff and put it together. So, yeah, there you go. I agree. Uh, a few more comments. We'll keep on trucking there. Um, so uh, Jerry says uh, George Knapp would have been a natural successor to Art. Too bad they didn't give him a shot. Uh, I don't know George Knapp too well. Uh, I know who he is. I haven't heard him broadcast, so I, I don't know if that's a, a good thing. And Cole agrees. Uh, Todd says, I like Josh Reeves. I don't know who that is. And Kelly says he agrees. He's good. And then, uh, yes, uh, his sense of humor cracks me up, especially when I listen to his readings of Sitchin's books. And then i uh, got to watch the video, wait for the video to come out. Which video? Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. What do you guys think? Do you think uh, Skinwalker's a bunch of BS? Do you think Skinwalker's legit? Has anybody been there? That's uh, I think uh, that's maybe a, a pertinent question to ask here. Has anybody actually been to Skinwalker Ranch or anywhere near it, to where you can kind of see some of the uh, the wacky stuff that's supposedly happening over there, reportedly been happening there because it's been happening for a long time. Um, it's a it's a pretty long long game marketing tactic. If you if you catch my meaning, you know, it's not like uh, you go you go viral. For like uh you know uh working twenty years on a topic to finally go viral or something, you know what I mean? You catch my drift there, Frank. It's not like a, it's it's like a the narrative has has kind of stuck and turned into a thing, and I don't know, like it, it that says to me that either people really believe it or people really want other people to believe it. That makes sense. There's almost like a um. um... I don't know how to describe this, uh, a momentum of opinion that people have. Whereas some people, now that they believe it and they're open to it, have the momentum that they will always believe it no matter what, because any, you know, like they're moving along with their belief and anything gets in the way, they'll just crush it. Whereas the people that don't believe it, they have this momentum of not believing it. And it takes a whole lot, a whole lot to start them on that path moving forward. Does that make sense? Like, so it's almost as if the evidence doesn't matter. It's just what people think. Like, you need an overwhelming. You need an alien coming out of the sky and shooting up a city to believe. You need something huge and massive to really change the course of people's beliefs. And these small little pieces of evidence don't really do it. Yeah, could be. Um, a couple more comments here on the same vein. Um, Todd Todd believes Skinwalker's BS, and then um, the, the gotta wait for the video to come out. Come out to come out from Kelly was about uh, the video of the skinwalker. So yeah, uh, you know, I mean, that would be hard to refute if you got video evidence of uh, an actual skinwalker, right? So, uh, still waiting. We're still waiting. We're still, you know, twiddling our thumbs waiting for, uh, the amazing smoking gun video of, a uh, Roswell and everything else. So, um, here we are talking about it anyway. Uh, and then Cole says, uh, I wonder if Mufon has, uh, been to skinwalker for any kind of sightings. That's an interesting question. Uh, maybe that's something we can look into in the future. But um, you know, I know I know that they do take uh, all kinds of um, data from different sources. So tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to one hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh 
yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. But I don't know how open it is to, let's say if I wanted to access their archives, I don't know if uh, that would be open to me as a researcher or whatever, you know what I mean? Uh, something to look into. Um, definitely an interesting question. But uh, what do you guys think? So Skinwalker BS says Todd. Um, others here say maybe not. Just because uh, you know you can't see it doesn't mean uh, that it doesn't exist. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what to think. Uh, what do you think, Frank? You're more and more disappointed here? Uh, I'm, I'm disappointed in the documentary, but I really do want to believe that it's real because there's so many amazing stories, so many great stories that, yeah, I don't know. It, it's keeping my mind open. That's the best I can do. Uh, let's go into the mutilation because okay. there is actually a picture of this. So All right. Pop up that picture. Uh, it's kind of blurry, so it's not really that gross because you can't tell what it is. But... Basically, uh, the rancher is on his property. Uh, one of his cows gave birth to a calf, and you know they tagged it on the ear uh, to kind of mark it as part of their herd, and then they walked away to do something else. And they said they were away for half an hour exactly. And then they noticed the mother of this calf that we're seeing in the photo was kind of agitated, running back and forth and kind of freaking out. And so they come charging back over, and this is what they see. So they put the a tag in the ear of the calf, they walked away for half an hour to do some other work, and they came back, and in half an hour, this thing was completely dissected. Uh, all the organs were taken out. The skin was all chopped up. Uh, it's hard to see a uh, photograph, but all the meat was taken off some of the bones. Um, the ear, and this is a key point, I think, is the ear where they put the tag was uh, sliced off. So it was cut with some kind of sharp instrument. And there was no blood in the area whatsoever. So whatever happened to this poor animal happened in half an hour. And there was no blood in the area. So what do you think about that? Uh, so this is cattle mutilation. Um, I think the time frame is interesting and, uh, you know, uh, worthy of WTS status. Uh, cattle mutilation itself, I'm not, I'm not so sure. Um, I was looking into some of the, the actual government archives on that, on the, on the black vault. If you guys aren't familiar, uh, there's some good information there. Um, I've plugged him a few times. He's very good. John Greenwald Jr. The black vault.com. And he has a, a bunch of, um, um, let's say freedom of information act, uh, documents on his website, like millions of pages. And he has some stuff on cattle mutilation. And it looks like, um, according to some of those documents, they said that, uh, this stuff was government, actually, like uh, these cattle were picked up by government helicopters, um, little little helicopters, actually, which uh, kind of doesn't fit because they weren't big enough to pick up full-size cattle. But uh, anyway, so a little tangent here, tangent here but uh, uh, it, like the government actually somehow, some way tries to claim responsibility for a lot of these, I don't know about a lot percentage-wise, but many let's say cattle mutilations. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Um, the timeline, you know, if it happened like in the snap of a finger like this is a, a little bit disturbing. Uh, and then we have no, no, you know, tracks, no chunks of flesh, no, uh, you know, feeding frenzy of coyotes. We have nothing of this. So, I mean, 
I don't know. I don't and know. No blood, no oh, anything. Yeah. Now, here's my problem with this one, is that this is a piece of evidence, right? It's a sensational story in half an hour, no blood, no flesh, nothing, completely dissected, half an hour. Wow, that's amazing. However, there's one little key detail there, and that's that they had tagged this uh, calf to identify it, to keep track of it, to know what it was, right? And conveniently, the tag was cut off the air. So is this calf that we're looking at in the picture the one that they had tagged earlier? Because it would be very simple for them, I think, to take a calf from another part of the pasture, do this to it, and then just replace it. And the tag's cut off the ear, so they can't tell the difference. And now we have proof of some kind of fantastical circumstance. You know what I'm saying? So, again, great story, but the proof isn't quite there. Yeah, it's a... Uh... So the tag is missing, apparently. That's a, that's part of the story, right? So yeah, they, they, they cut the have... ear off with a sharp instrument. And, of course, that the only ear they cut off was the one that had the tag on. Right. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole says uh, laser testing. Maybe. Uh, what, what's that? Those uh, directed energy weapons? <laughs> they blasting cattle from the sky? Uh, it doesn't make sense. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, if it does make sense, correct me, please. 702-957-1037. Again, we try and be as open as possible. We talk about these things. We spitball. We talk about the evidence, and um, we want to know what you guys think. So if uh, you think we're off base, if you think we're missing some details, if you heard something different, if you believe it, if you don't believe it, please give us a call. Please be part of the show. That's why we do this. We want you guys to participate, and uh, you know what to do. 702-957-1037 or... Click the Discord link and uh, hop on Discord. We'll put you on the show. Michael shows up. He says, hey, green man. What's up, buddy? I'm not green, but uh, right back at you. Yeah, okay. So more Skinwalker? What do you want to do? We got about, we got about uh, 25 minutes left or so. Yeah, let me uh, do another couple, and then we'll try to do something else. Uh, okay. Because, again, there's so many great stories. So I really would like to believe all these things, but it's just very difficult to do when there's basically no proof for it whatsoever. So, again, here's a, another pretty interesting one. Um, oftentimes when they were on the property, they were kind of overwhelmed by strong musky odors, and the pastures would unexplainably light up at night like a football stadium. Uh, they could see shafts of light that emanated from the ground and different shafts of light that emanated from the sky. And so they had also observed heavy machinery operating under the earth, the sounds of it anyway, and they heard voices. So in one uh, particular case, Tom and his son the rancher, remembered hearing a loud disembodied conversation in some unintelligible language. The disembodied male voices spoke in what the witnesses say was a mocking tone and sounded like they were emanating from more than 20 feet above their heads. But of course they looked around and they saw nothing. So the dogs uh, also reacted to this. They were growling and barking at the voices and then they took off in a panic. So all sorts of weird manifestations of light and sound with voices and rumblings under the earth and shafts of light uh and again yeah just strange stuff uh like here's a i'll go through a couple of them really quick like they saw a wolf uh that kind of trotted up to them and then grabbed one of the cattle and then they shot it several times and kind of looked at them and then it turned around and left right so like a invincible wolf uh, they also had weird things like scoops of dirt taken out of their pastures, and uh, they saw all sorts of different flying objects. But yeah, this place is just crazy overall. And again, the big problem with it, 
is that there's no real proof. Yeah, that's uh, that's Skinwalker Ranch. There we go. So we're talking about uh, scary sounds, disembodied voices, right? Mutilated cattle. Weird. Yeah, so not only um, I got cryptozoological, this. cryptozoological type things, not only alien type things, but also um, ghostly type things with these disembodied voices. So all sorts of different phenomena. I do like spooky sounds and disembodied voices. Yeah. Okay, so we got some uh, we got some uh, comments here. Uh, Kelly says cow mutilations are real, but I've never seen one like that. Yeah, this is um, it looks um, it looks like a predator got this right. It kind of it doesn't look suspicious, other than you know no blood and you know no tracks or whatever. But we didn't re- we didn't even really get that type of info. Uh, and then uh, Cole says I believe I heard some uh, mutilations were a possible test of military medical technology. Um, I'm not sure to what end. If you're, if you have an idea of 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 how or why that would be, uh, I'm I'm game to hear because it it doesn't ring true. It seems like a bunch of BS to me. It seems like um they were they you know like why would they pick up cattle with helicopters, take them somewhere else, mutilate them, and then fly them back to their pasture and drop them? So it seems suspicious to the rancher. It just uh it doesn't seem it doesn't seem legit to me. Uh, the, the government involvement it seems bizarre. Uh, wh- why this the, would be happening? But the only theory I kind of heard on that was that they're doing radiation testing, maybe. So they can't just you know buy a bunch of cattle and keep it on a military base because they have to sample the radioactive uh, involvement in tissue of cattle across the country, right? So they go to all these places and they sample the cattle and then they leave. That kind of thing, like. Uh, residue from old nuclear testing and things like this. That's a theory that people put forward anyway. Yeah, and then Kelly chips in here. He says, uh, why would the military do these tests on cattle when they can just buy cattle? <laughs> that's that's exactly what you're talking about, exactly what I'm talking about. It just it, it, it doesn't make sense. Not only that, they would buy these cattle. So, you know, I don't know how much a cow is worth, but let's say a cow is worth five grand. The government would buy them for, you know, 75 grand and then butcher them and throw them away. <laughs> we wouldn't even get tri-tip out of the, the deal. What kind of BS is that? I want my tax money back, you assholes. Um, and then, uh, okay, so, uh, and then Todd says, I've been listening to the Old Testament Bible and the books of Washer and Jubilees, and there is uh, so many things that point to Zechariah Sitchin tra- translations being correct. Yeah, uh, we may have to revisit Zechariah at some point. He's got some other interesting books other than uh, Enki, the Lost Book of Enki, so... Uh, and then he says uh, the book of Jasher. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, definitely interesting stuff, and we'll get back to that one day. Uh, Cole says, uh, that's a good question. The government, however, does a lot of things for no apparent reason. I'm sure we'll never know. Well, that's the problem, right? <laughs> I think that's a big problem. Why the hell won't we know? Why the hell can't we know? I want to know. Don't you want to know, Frank? I want to know. Ah. I don't think they feel the need to tell us, right? It's not about us knowing. It's about that they don't care enough to tell us, right? Yeah. That, that makes sense to me anyway. Yeah. Uh, so we, I got ESETI to get to, which uh, we can buzz through real quick. It's not, it's uh, similar. We got some cool videos. ESETI Ranch, if you guys have never heard of it. Um, it's similar, uh, not quite as uh, prolific as Skinwalker with some of the wacky stuff that have been reported, but uh, it's definitely a hotspot for um, UFOs. But uh, before we do that, you want to get to the, I, I see some of these videos you got here, Frank. You got a crazy man. You want to do crazy oh, man? Yeah, okay. Crazy so, stuff? yeah, we definitely do have to cover this. So again, okay. there's no proof. 
However, so there's no proof really, but there is this crazy guy who claims to have a lot of proof. And I thought this is pretty funny. So basically this guy who lives nearby, he's obsessed with it and he keeps trying to sneak on. He like kind of stalks around the edges of the property. You know, okay, here's the funny thing. He shines lights on the property and then maybe those lights are what the people on the property are misinterpreting as the aliens. So it's kind of like they're self-sustaining <laughs> in that way. <laughs> But anyway, so this guy, uh, let's play the, um, the the crazy man who's sneaking around the property late at night. Play that, play that video and we'll talk about it. Okay, if you guys are just joining us, we're talking about Skinwalker Ranch, UFO hotspots, and uh, here we go. We got this guy sneaking around Skinwalker Ranch. Action. So I'm going to narrate some of this. So this guy's just sneaking around the ranch. It's uh, He started out in the daytime, and uh, the sun's going down. He's uh, sh- shooting the camera around, looking at uh, the clouds and the sun and uh, a lot of this other stuff, and now coyotes. So uh, it's dark now. There's uh, the lights out on the horizon, which looks like maybe a nearby ranch or city or, you know, dozens of lights. So maybe uh, some kind of settlement. I don't, I don't know. Not familiar with the area, so I don't know. But uh, anyway few more seconds of this but uh he's out in the dark now whispering about coyotes look out for the coyotes and now we have a shot beautiful moon Okay, so this this guy, uh, I think crazy man is appropriate. There's lights he's he's uh he's focusing on, but it looks like they're the same lights that uh, are the city out there, <laughs> so, or whatever yeah, the, yeah, the that's, ranch. That's exactly right. Is that these are just the lights of the ranch houses and the nearby buildings? And he's yeah. saying, "Oh, look at the lights. My camera doesn't focus on them quite so well, so they must be strange alien objects of some kind." Uh, yeah. So this is again. This is. How far I had to go to look for proof wow, of these stories just to find. Oops. That's how far I had to go to find uh, proof of these stories. Is I had to go and look for this guy, this crazy guy. So I, we actually have one more video from him. So one of the things they talk about on the ranch is that sometimes this entity, this intelligence, will follow you home. So if you're in the area, it'll kind of attach onto you in some way, and it'll come back to you. It'll come back to your house, and it'll terrorize you in the night this kind of thing so uh why don't we play that video play the proof of this entity following this guy home okay follow home here we go three two one action 
Okay, it looks like a workshop of some sort, and uh, a garage maybe, and there is some sort of little hovering blue light that kind of whisks in and off the screen. Swinging for 15 minutes now. There's a punching bag in the back that's swinging that he's talking about. Um, barely swinging, let's say. He's stopping. And these little lights Weird. floating around. There's one under the bench. Okay. Okay. So there's there's the proof of being followed home? Yeah, so again, this is the kind of evidence we have available. Is, you know, a punching bag swinging kind of slightly in the, probably the air conditioning in the basement. And, you know, a speck of dust or an orb or whatever you want to call it. So again, Skinwalker Ranch, I think that's the end of it now. Amazing okay. place, amazing stories, but no proof. No and the proof, proof we do have is terrible. Terrible. Okay. Uh, so if you guys, uh, what do you think? Uh, Todd says Skinwalker's BS. What do the rest of you guys say? Skinwalker, legit or nah? Um, lots of stories, um, some evidence, not a ton of, ton of actual verifiable evidence. So, um, yeah, there's that. There's that. Uh, all right, so um, before we uh, wind this down, we got about 15 minutes left, but uh, we're going to do East Eddie Ranch real quick. So this one is um, it's another one. Hold on, let me read this real quick. I got a, I got a whole bunch of stuff on East Eddie. You guys have heard of this. You know what's up. Like a lot of these guys, the radio guys are way into this. Uh, Clyde Lewis, Jimmy Church, um, George Snorri, all these, all these guys. Um, it's in Mount Adams, Washington. Uh, Okay, so it's a it's a located in Yakima County, Washington, an area that regularly ranks in the top five for UFO sightings per capita. Snuggled on the base of the mountain is a small ranch owned by James Gilliland, who says that running into a UFO is not a rare occurrence. Ships come here almost every night, says Gilliland. I just filmed some yesterday. So uh, uh, it's an area in Trout Lake at the base of Mount Adams. We covered that. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, I got a ton of stuff here, but uh, we're out of time, so I gotta we gotta let's see. All right, so uh, to uh, to cut to the uh, to where this whole uh, East Eddie Ranch spawned from, here it is. James Gilliland was once a successful real estate salesman, deep in the material world with few mystical inclinations. But that changed one day when he went body surfing and got swallowed by a sneaker wave. In the time before he woke up puking on the beach, Gilliland says he shot through a dark tunnel to meet what he calls the source. It gave him a choice. Go on or come back. He chose the latter to come back, but when he returned, he found he had changed. He didn't really care about real estate anymore. He'd become a spiritual seeker. Quote, it's, it blew me wide open, Gilliland says of his near-death experience. It shifted me up into what I call the interdimensional, mo interdimensional mind. It also shifted, shifted him up to Santa Cruz, where he opened a meditation center and lived for six years until he started to have visions of a place surrounded by mountains. Starting to sound like close encounters of the third kind. Yeah. The uh, potatoes in the mountain. Okay. You guys have seen that. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, uh, uh, when, so then uh, in 1986, he happened to come to Trout Lake, Washington. When he saw Mount Adams, he knew instantly that it was the place of his dreams. Gilliland brought some, bought some land and started the Satva Sanctuary, which uh, became East Eddie Ranch. Which he thought was, uh, which he thought was going to be a retreat for spiritual healing. For eight years, that's what it was. Until one day, while meditating in his home, he heard a voice in his head that said it was coming. 
from his ship. When Gillilang quit his meditation, his sister ran inside shouting about a UFO hovering over the house. So that's the, uh, the genesis of this uh, East Eddie Ranch story. So um, uh, there's, there's a ton of other stuff here, uh, but uh, I'll play some of the videos because uh, I think it's important to see some of the stuff that's happening there because I think, uh, you know, what, what were we saying? It's more important to have some uh, interesting things to look at and say, oh, is this possible or plausible? We want evidence. So we got some evidence. Let me pull some of this up. If you guys have heard of uh, East Eddie Ranch, let us know. we got about 10 minutes left, so if you want to call and get on the show real quick, 702-957-1037. I'm going to play through some of these videos. I know uh, Frank's seen them, and uh, I'm going to play them for you guys. So let's see if these are actual, legitimate UFOs or if this is just uh, some kind of hoax. Is this a marketing? Does this guy want you to come by his uh, little, little spiritual um, um, UFO keychains? <laughs> or whatever he's selling. Um, and then a uh, couple, couple more here. Michael says, uh, need your help, Frank. Uh, LOL, a joke. I'm not even sure what that means. If you need Frank's help, I don't know. How do we reach you, Frank? <laughs> and you leave another comment. You don't, we'll reach leave. You, don't re you don't reach Frank. He lives out in the woods. <laughs> Cole says they were. Uh, and then uh, Fred says, I want to believe. Yes, Fred, we want to believe. And then uh, Cole says, it's as legit as Mel's Hole. Well, oh, come on. Come on. Mel's Hole was a great story. Okay, anyway. Uh, it's the greatest story the greatest ever story. told ever. There Mel's Hole ever. is the greatest story ever told, and I will fight you and <laughs> that claim. Fight to the death. Fight to the death. Okay, here we go. So here's a, uh, here's a couple here's a couple uh Videos I'm going to play of actual UFOs happening at East City Ranch. So uh, here we go. And oh crap. So some real proof. I like that. Even though it's not necessarily as much, it's not all secondhand stories. We actually have some real proof of UFOs. So let's, we do. let's see. Okay. And this was from this week. This just happened. So I'm uh, about to play this. So you can see what we're looking at, a, a something in the sky that looks like a a bright star and it appears to be moving action oh look at that power yeah. up yeah whoa that is yeah. massive man nice yeah whoa okay they're replaying it so it's a it's a star moving oh look at that power yeah. up yeah whoa that is massive man nice yeah Whoa. Okay, and it looks like it's actually pulsing. So it looks like, uh, according to the the video here, uh, it it, uh, it it gets brighter and it gets more dim uh, as it as it kind of floats away. There's these lasers that are kind of shooting around it. I don't know if these are like laser pointers these guys have or something, or if this is actually some kind of um, phenomenon coming off of the thing itself. I don't know. But uh, they, they're excited, right? They're out there. They're at night watching for UFOs, and they see this. And you, you hear the Australian, Hi, mate. Hi. It's a, it's, a, it's a deadly UFO, mate. Or whatever they say, right? Whatever they're saying. I don't know what they're saying. But you, you, get, you get the point. Like, there's something actually exciting here. People are excited about it because it's not what you normally see. What do you think about this one, Frank? This is almost like bird watching, right? There's a, a spot to go to see this particular type of bird, and people go there, and this is the opposite, well, the same. This is UFO watching. So the phenomena here are so frequent that they go there, they know what to expect, and oftentimes they see it. So that's pretty interesting. And, and yeah, I don't know uh, Is there a military base of some kind nearby or any reasonable explanation for what these could be uh, to identify the UFO? 
Yeah, not sure. So I, I have read, and I haven't verified this myself, um, which I like to do when I can and I have time, but I, I have read that they match these up with like uh, known satellites and uh, try and uh, discount the fact that what they're seeing is an actual satellite. So, um, you know, not all satellites are known, so there is that. But, um, you know, it's, at least if they're, if they're going through those steps to try and um, discount their own work, um, then, then uh, yeah. So there's that. So that's a, that's a good thing. But, um, yeah, so there's a couple more. They're, they're short, so I'm going to play a couple of these, read a couple more uh, comments here, and then we're going to keep on trucking, finish this up. Um, Kelly says laser, laser pointers. Yeah, it seems like, right? Like they're, like they're pointed out to each other. It, it kind of seems like maybe that's what's happening. And then Cole says, uh, great show. I'll be tuning again. Good night. Thanks, Cole. Appreciate it, man. We'll catch you next time. And, uh, yeah. All right. So here we go. We got some more of these. We're going to do some, um, what we got? What we got? Another UFO. All right. Here's some more, uh, more people screaming. So, uh, again, all this is recent. This stuff is, uh, so this is a uh, UFOs over East Eddie Labor Day weekend 2018 this just happened this is a couple uh, a week ago right something like that when we are on vacation so here we go action flasher i want to get the flasher oh, that's but going fast. Look at I that know. Go. You missed it. oh there's two you guys there's one underneath it come here come over here and see this check this out look at that that's incredible there's one underneath oh, yeah. it see there's wow. two let's zoom in oh, on this guy gosh. oh it's getting bright. oh it's power oh, up it's powering up. Look at the aura. Come here. Wow, the aura on that guy. Look at that. It knows when you get excited. <laughs> That's so cool. You see that? I got it. What the heck? Okay, so what we're looking at here is a. It, it appears to be a little bit larger than the uh, stars in the background. So um, it uh, it does have what they what they're calling an aura around it, which means it's glowing a little bit brighter than those stars, and it's moving. So it's moving um, on the, the video here from the uh, the right of the video to the left, and they're following it. And and those are so Kelly, you're right. Those are laser pointers. They're pointing at it, just trying to uh, uh, identify it so everybody else can look up and see where it's at. And then he also says, Kelly says uh, they are using night vision to see them. Okay, which explains why it's all green. Duh, don't like. Thanks, Kelly. Okay, but yeah. So uh, the thing the thing looks intriguing, right? Have you have you ever actually seen a satellite, Frank? Like an actual when you're out. In, and you're in one of those parts of the woods where you don't get a lot of um, city lights. Have you seen a satellite? I've seen them. Like, I, I know what they look like. I'm familiar with what a satellite looks like. Have you ever seen them yourself? Yeah, I'm a little further north than you. So, you know, we just have cloud cover and rain and darkness. Yeah, so it's, it's we don't really get the crisp, clear night sky. So I don't think I've ever actually seen one fully, uh, as you may have. Okay, so a satellite, what they actually look like is it looks like a star. It literally just looks like a nondescript star. It's not super bright. It's not super dim. And it just kind of floats across the sky very slowly. And, you know, it, it stays on one traje trajectory like you would expect it to. And it just kind of floats. And it doesn't pulse. It doesn't, it doesn't do this business with the, you know, brighter, less bright type of thing. It literally, because the sun is shining off of it in one direction, it's reflecting off of it to your eyes. There's no actual pulse in this thing. It's just like a, a star cruising slowly across the sky okay and so i'm sure uh, if, if you guys do a little bit of searching you can see what they look like i'm sure there's tons and tons of footage of this but this thing in particular does not look like a satellite at least with the the size of it how bright it is how it kind of pulses in and out a little bit it it, it seems different it, it definitely seems different um than the satellites that i've seen with my own eyes so there's that so anyway i'm finish this up this video um because we got some evidence here i'm talking about some evidence 
So if you're just joining us, guys, this is um, East Eddie Ranch. We're talking about UFOs. We're talking about hotspots. And uh, here we go. Here's some evidence. Uh, quick comment. Carlos says, good night, all. I'll tune in to the next show. Great conversation and stories. Thank you, man. Appreciate you coming. Good night. And uh, here we go. Action. This never gets old. This is so awesome. I know. <laughs> oh, look. Look at this. Another one's coming down on it. Look at this. They're, oh, they're yeah. coming right at... Look at that. Oh. Right there. Okay, so if you guys can see in this video, we'll ha- we'll link this on the in the show notes on uh, troubleminds.org. So there's an actual something in the back of this that's small. It's like a small. It looks like it's it kind of blends into the star field. It doesn't it doesn't flicker. It's not super bright, and it's just moving slowly. To me, that behind it looks like a satellite. Like those are what they look like. The ones that I've seen. It does not look like this thing in the front. That's kind of super bright, pulsing a little bit, uh, moving pretty quickly in the sky. It doesn't look like a. It doesn't look like a what i've seen anyway so here we go uh kelly says uh you can't see satellites tonight they don't have lights on them and if it was the earth shadow wouldn't be a sun's glaze just saying no no i mean uh the sun shining on the satellite is what i'm seeing right okay i'll get you uh i don't think uh i'll look into that i'll look into that he says so i'm seeing something else i think you can right because the sun if it's offset from the earth it's on the other side of the earth uh the sun rays that are shining parallel to the earth would hit the satellite that's in orbit and you would see some kind of reflection just like the moon right which would light it up right so even though it's dark where i'm at i'm seeing that's why it's lit up that's why exactly objects in the sky lit up okay anyway that's something we can look into uh all right, so here we go. I'm going to finish this video and then uh, wind this down. So if you guys want to be on the show, we got a few minutes left, 702-957-1037. We're talking about UFO hotspots. We're talking about uh, uh, East Eddie Ranch. We're talking about Skinwalker, all this other stuff. So if you want to uh, zip in here with a quick comment, we'll uh, we'll take it, and then uh, we're going to end this show. But uh, thanks for sticking with us, and here's the end of this video. Another more, another minute here. This must be the oh, best. that went right by it. I think this is definitely the best yet. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's it's a still, I see one. Yeah, there's a little one went right under it. I still see. It, it. came down right You're on too. it. Fast. That's so cool. That's unbelievable. It's, I think it's going <laughs> to the mountain. Bright. That was. That is such still light. going. Yeah, it's totally. Like the landing lights, you know. Going back to the mountain. It's probably. It's heading to the mountain. I see That's it. That's a biggie. Yeah. Come on, show us. Where? Where? Come on, light her up. Yeah, light her up. Show us your stuff. That's so cool. Hello. Flash it. I got it. I got it all the way. Oh, there it goes. It's getting brighter. Look. Look at that. There it goes. It's powering up. We got it. We got it. The total power up. Yeah. So cool. Nice. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm going to kill this. But you guys get the idea, right? So you, you get a bunch of people that are out there, and just like Frank said, they're, it's, it's bird watching, but you're UFO watching. And, you, and you, you ha- there's like a, an actual palpable excitement going on. Everybody's excited to see this thing. It's not something that is obviously explained. It, it's, not, it's not a satellite. It's not a, an airplane. It's not a helicopter. There's something happening. It, it, it flickers in and out. Um, they're big. They're small. They're... They're moving much, much faster than a satellite would. Uh, Jerry says, uh, I see satellites all the time. Your description was exact. Um, like a slow-moving star moving in a straight line, no blinking or anything. Yeah, that's my experience. I'm pretty sure that's a satellite. Again, we're not going to get into a satellite argument, but um, uh, look into it. So uh, one of those things you can look into yourselves, I'm sure there's tons of YouTube footage of satellites, if, if, if they can be seen, et cetera, et cetera. But uh, what do you think, Frank? Does this look legitimate? What do you think? I was going to say... This place seems like quite the place to be. You know, it's late. 
it's at night, you're in a field, and you're dancing around with laser pointers, and you're watching UFOs, and maybe you're imbibing some recreational uh, supplements. It sounds like a place to go visit, because I, I think you're right. They do have the energy there, and they're all excited, and they're happy. Yeah, and apparently it's a, a, a from if you guys look it up, it's ECETI Ranch, E-C-E-T-I, and uh, they have a YouTube channel where they have tons of videos just like this where there's all kinds of things that are just uh, these kind of lights just floating through the sky and they, and they they pulse they they get they get dim they get bright and uh you know you, you hear people in the background recording this stuff and you know they're excited to see it so it's uh you know a little more um plausible to me because you you know you have one multiple witnesses you've got video evidence and then it's not easily explainable right so there's like a there's like the trifecta of holy crap this might be a real thing right like maybe not little green men and flying saucers but it's definitely not an airplane so you you get what i'm saying what, here uh, what state is this located in again washington state okay so minus 1 point for the the legalized marijuana that they're probably smoking <laughs> but yeah there's good video for sure yeah like this is pretty compelling stuff yeah it's definitely good so uh if you guys are interested in that um and kelly stay tuned maybe one day we'll take you up and we'll go see this stuff ourselves because i'd love to do that um but yeah uh what do you think what do you guys think is this bogus do you think this is just some kind of marketing do you think it's some kind of ploy do you think it's like crazy guy sneaking around the grass shooting up uh you know what what do you call those those um those uh those lanterns that you light up and just let in the air Uh, you know is there is there something going on like this or is this actual like wtf legitimate stuff you know i i don't know i don't know i guess uh that's that's, that's why we do the show <laughs> ask the question the only thing, uh the only thing i'm kind of confused about is why the images are very low quality right you'd expect that someone would go there with like some good optics or a telescope of some kind and actually get a good close-up image of these things and uh Maybe maybe there is one, but we haven't seen it so far. I'll have to take a look and see. But you know what I mean? If this is happening on a regular basis, it's predictable, then it seems to me that it's worth the effort to go there and set up some real equipment and get some good images. Yeah, maybe we do the first uh, Troubled Minds expedition there. And it is it is open to the public, so they actually allow people to come on and camp on the ranch and... Uh, this is all this is all part of like a, a big social thing as you can tell so people out there with laser pointers night vision and uh obviously imbibing and uh having having fun you know seems what it's all about as long as people don't get abducted and you know human mutilated right there in the, in the uh <laughs> in the meadow i guess it's all good right kelly says uh can you see the ssi no you can't uh maybe i don't know <laughs> i believe you i believe you i i, I don't there believe an I've interesting ever seen it. point sorry to interrupt is i just came to me i wanted to spit it out is the direction of these things right things in orbit go east to west or west to east right? i forget which one it is but they always launch in orbit in the same direction so if this these particular objects are going north to south well then that eliminates them as satellites because we don't launch anything north to south we it's always east to west or west to east, one of those two. All right, so if we could get some directions on this, maybe we could uh, eliminate the suspects. Yeah, totally. Uh, that's something we should do in the future is uh, look into what satellites look like and uh, if we can see them and you know get into that. Again, uh, thanks for the input, guys. You guys are all amazing. If you want to help us one more time, I'm going to put the link in the chat. Uh, we can get 
additional reach if you guys go to um, minds.com with that uh, referral link, make an account, uh, come follow us there. And uh, that's where all of our news stories go. So any news stories we talk about in any of our shows, they go on minds.com. So if you want to see that stuff, we'll, we'll drop it there. And um, you can go check it out there. And by joining on that referral link, you can help us out. So we would appreciate that a lot. Again, Stitcher, um, you're here on Facebook or YouTube. Follow us there. Go to troubleminds.org. All those places. Do all the things. Go all the places. Um, follow us if you can. It helps a lot. We appreciate you guys sharing it. We appreciate you guys sticking in uh, through the whole show and participating. It makes it a ton easier. And uh, a lot of the stuff that you put out um, is, uh, you know, things that we're not thinking about, which is, uh, again, perfect why we do the show. So um, two guys is uh, two guys. But, uh, you know, with all the rest of you, we're like a small army. So small army together can accomplish many things. And uh, hopefully that's what we're we're talking about here. So we're small now, but we won't always be. Okay. So uh, a few more comments and we'll wind this down. Um, Scott says, uh, yes, East City Ranch or uh, east of PDX, Oregon. Yep. Uh, have you been there? Uh, cool. We want to hear it. And we want to see it. Uh, Fred says, uh, yes, you can. Um, I'm not sure what we're talking about. And then, uh, Jerry says, uh, jelly. Yes. C- a couple years back when the shuttle met up with it, uh, the trajectory went over to NorCal and it was a couple seconds. It went by so fast. Yeah. So again, if you, uh, you guys aren't sure, check it out. Uh, this is, we're out of time, so we can't really delve into the, uh, satellite or not satellite visible to the naked eye type of thing. But, uh, you know, that information is out there. So if you guys are interested, you know where to find it, and uh, you know where to find us. We're going to be uh, Tuesday, Thursday, Sunday, 9 p.m. Pacific. So if you like the show, we appreciate that, and uh, come back and join us. Anything to add, Frank, before we end this? So we're slowly delving into all these mysteries, and we're either losing our minds or starting to see the truth. And that can be up to you which one that is. But that's our show, and again, we'll be back on Tuesday. There you go. So uh, we'll see you on Tuesday. We're going to do a news show. And um, if you want to uh, get our bonus content, go to troubleminds.org and join the mailing list on the top right. We call that Frank's Illuminati. But we have bonus content that uh, you'll be able to access. And that's coming soon. So, uh, yeah, appreciate it. You guys are the best. And um, what else? What else? Uh, We said all the things. Minds.com, join us there. Uh, Completely uncensored. So, um, yeah probably better than facebook eventually so uh yeah all right so winding this down so you guys are listening to trouble minds radio i'm your host michael strange i'm here with your co-host frank pierce he's the best and uh yeah we'd like to say from our troubled minds to yours have a great night <laughs>